Today is Tuesday, October 10th, 2023, and you're listening to the Ask a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Nate. We spend the entire episode going through the Israel-Gaza conflict and talking about that from every angle and all sides. Uh, what's popular in the news and what is more lessly considered. Lessly? Lesser? Anyway, not really considered, but should be, because it's important and probably true. Um, anyway, so we talk from people on all sides. There's pro-Palestine people, um, Jewish people. Uh, lots of observant people, uh, and then just observers from across the broader world. So we have a good mix of people and discussion. It gets heated. It gets emotional. I may get a little testy a time or two because people are ridiculous. Um, anyway, so we go through that and talk about everything. Enjoy this podcast, um, and check out the Ask a Christian book on Amazon, as well as visit the Ask a Christian store, grab a t-shirt, support the podcast, support sharing the gospel with people on the internet. Even though in this episode it may not be done so much, um, maybe just a little bit, because um, everyone is called to repentance. Not everyone will, but everyone should. So no matter what happens, in a hundred years, everyone you know and love will be dead anyway. That sounds bleak until you realize if you realize, you should realize, there is an eternal life that's going to carry on and you need to be saved and find your eternal life in Jesus so you will continue to exist with your creator and ultimately, whatever happens in this world, no one's going to make it past like a hundred and a few years past that, um, at best. So I think, what, there was someone that was like recently 112 or 18 or something like that. Anyway, let's just be generous and say in 130 years, everyone's dead. Um, who's currently alive? And then what? then Jesus, or then the second death on the lake of fire. Don't let that be you. Repent, believe the gospel. And now listen to lots of people fight about Israel and Gaza. We just got a Bible button discord. Um, Incan, okay, what were you saying? Try again. No, I just want to know people's position on what's going on right now in, uh, the Ga- in Gaza and uh, Israel. Because I see like a lot of like polarizing like views on it. Like Some people are like, yeah, you know, like, you know, what's happening against Palestine is war crimes. And then on the other hand, it's like uh, other people saying like, oh, you know, this is, it's it's something that should happen. This is what they asked for. So I just want to see where the group stands right now. Man, um, I, we actually haven't, well, I mean, I guess Steph's the only one we haven't talked to, so I guess we can hear in a second. But I, I have a lot of opinions, and they vary greatly. And some of my opinions are how people shouldn't have opinions <laughs> uh, without considering all the other options. So I don't know. We talked a little bit about it yesterday, but the the long and short of it is starting all the way from, you know, corrupt governments going to corrupt. So no one is immune. Right. So um, to unlike the the zoomed out scale, like a 30,000 foot view, it's like, you know, not so long ago, our dear leader left like billions of dollars of equipment and crap in Afghanistan. So usually when an army can't take all their stuff, which we had plenty of time to do. But usually when an army can't take their stuff, they destroy it. So the enemy can't use it. We do neither. We leave it. And then we unfreeze $6 billion in Iran, which you could say technically it hasn't had time to funnel through and use that money. But, you know, they could have got a loan because they're like, yeah, our money is coming in a month. We're jacked. And they could have got a loan. It's not unfathomable. So between military equipment, like the highest tech stuff on the planet, and billions of dollars, and all this other junk going on through America and Iran and Afghanistan. Um, Are are we to believe like nothing bad was going to happen? Like, you know, and people like confuse Hezbollah and Hamas. It's like, they're like saying, no, no, you're talking about Hezbollah. Well, yeah, I mean, if if it's a trickle down effect, right? Like Afghanistan gets a gravy train 
and Iran gets billions of dollars. So then they fund Hezbollah, and then in turn, money trickles down to Hamas. So ultimately, I think you have like Iran pulling the big strings with, you know, who, who knows what other country. But then you have all these little proxy groups like down to Hezbollah and down to Hamas. And then on the other side, it's like, are we to believe that like the intelligence community, like, you know, Israel's one of the like most uh, capable intelligence co- uh, countries on the planet. Um, are we to believe like with satellites and infrared and all this other stuff and like spies everywhere? Um, they had no idea this was coming. So if you want to put on your tinfoil hat, which probably isn't going to be like next week, I'm sure this will be like major news and be like, oh, my God, the Israeli government's, you know, whatever, covering up. Like it's like 9-11 for us. And when, when they said this, it's like they're 9-11, I'm like, you mean how the government like did some shady stuff and lots of people died? Is that what you mean? That's not what they mean. They mean lots of people actually died, which is the same thing for our 9-11. So anyways, anywhere from like funding the enemy and like just being careless or intentionally doing this so you can consolidate power on like a secular government type scale. Because what happens now? Like, you know, Netanyahu is like fading in the polls. Like he's not nearly as popular as he used to be. So is it kind of like what happens here? Like, you know, Russia and Ukraine, like now um, we probably aren't going to have 2024 elections because we're going to like do something to escalate even more and keep Biden in power and be like, well, we're at war. We can't have elections. Could that be what's going on now? Like in Israel, like, is there some backdoor deal made between like the U S or some other countries to consolidate powers from Netanyahu's like, you know what, I'm going to turn my, I'm going to ignore. And by the way, there's already reports coming out. It was like, was it New York post or wall street journal said that like Israel, like ignored major warnings from like different, different places about this such thing. So is it like intentionally they're turning a blind eye so they can, cause a major uproar, garner support, and consolidate power. Anyway, so that's the 30,000-foot view. Now let's zoom in to whoever is raping and murdering and dragging naked, dragging like naked people through the street with their legs broken and bent over their neck like a pretzel. Um, it doesn't matter if it's, uh, you know, if, if it's propaganda or if it's staged or which side's doing it. Those people doing it need to be sent to their maker for judgment. That's my position. So, uh, whenever and there's so much propaganda going around now they're saying like it was kids in cages and like it's it's 20 year old video so it's really hard to determine like what is real so i think a healthy dose of judgment is good but is you real. also have yeah but you also have the things like hamas is saying and that's i i mean you know that's not like drudged up propaganda from like 30 years ago they're saying that now right like um and they have a history of using, using like civilians and human shields as a way to present, prevent Israel, who seems to have some sort of moral compass, and they're not in a hurry to kill civilians. They take measures to try to avoid that, um, which is why they previously haven't gone in and just like done, well, kind of what they're doing now to Gaza. Um, so I think that, <laughs> and I, so yeah, I think like, whoever is doing that, killing the innocents, murdering civilians, those people need to be sent to their maker. Um, one more biblical point, and then we can let someone else talk, is... All the stories in the Old Testament where atheists are like, why did God command genocide? Why did God command even the widow babies to be killed? Why did all the women and all these people have to be killed? Well, now we have examples of what happens when that doesn't happen. So instead of fighting for 100 years, um, you know, if Israel would have just gone in and done now 100 years ago, um, they would have had peace for a long time, probably, or at least they wouldn't have had the Gaza issue. Uh, but they didn't because they tried to, you know, work with people and do peace. And you can't make peace with people who want you murdered. You can't. And they've had these skirmishes. And the only reason it hasn't escalated before now is because Israel is vastly superior in every way to these people 
Um, so, so they just like take their hits and roll with it and try to like play defense. The best defense is more offense. So I hope they finally learn that. I mean, you know, they've already missed what I think they should have done uh, besides the hundred years ago, but whenever this happened day one, you know, there are things worse than death. So this is just one of many opinions, but for me, if I was, you know, being threatened with torture and slow, painful death, um, and the chance, uh, you know, people, my country coming to save me was going to cost lots of other lives and treasure and time. I think I would prefer my country just bomb the ever living crap out of the general area I was in to try to give me a merciful, quick and painless death instead of try to play patty cake and make peace and do hostage negotiation. Screw that. Take me out and everyone else quick and painlessly. Then they have no bargaining chips. Then you can level the place, turn it into a parking lot and sell it to Walmart. Anyway, that's what I think. Steph, where do you stand? Oh, wow. Um, uh, give me a minute. Inkin, what do you think about that? Yeah, honestly, I don't know about, I don't know about that, man. Like, um, just let me, let me give a little bit of, like, relative information, right? Like, uh, my stepfather fought in the Nicaraguan War against, uh, you know, the dictator, right? And if you look, they were being funded by Americans, right? And uh, this is the whole CIA thing where they're like, well, how are they funding the war against uh, communist Sandinistas, right? And uh, the issue was, right, it doesn't get talked about a lot, but, you know, you, you can check it because, you know, uh, Western media and whatnot. Uh, this dictator was bombing his own people, right? And uh, because the other option was a communist government, I mean, people didn't, like, live in horrible conditions, you know? Um, you know, it was really hard for them to fight. In fact, when they did, they fought on all four fronts, right? So they had to defend their country. And the frustration that people feel of trying to take what is theirs uh, when there is some other foreign power that, you know, has vast amounts of money, the best technology, and this funding uh, what wouldn't be able to stand without them is really frustrating, you know? So um, I really do understand those people that are going through, like, because uh, obviously not everybody there is doing the right thing right like terrorism you know is, is horrible right but i do understand the people that are actually live in palestine right you, you, you look at it like this like hey look um usually this would be a war we could hash it out right like that's how most things but now this is getting funded by a government there's there's no actual proper war that you could do right and you can look at the ways the amount of israeli planes knocked down syrians and egyptian planes right that wasn't because they had really good pilots it was because they had like what fifth generation uh, fighter jets so i can feel the frustration of the area right of the people that are there now i don't know about you know just systematically wiping people who have lived there for quite a long time um they're like make up i mean i know you're kind of saying kind of like tongue-in-cheek but um yeah i, I don't know man i mean just you know, speaking to my stepdad <laughs> about that and just, just it's, it's difficult right i mean because i mean we don't really have a lot of part in it so when i say like you know like a, a system that makes it impenetrable, like this iron dome, right? It's like, how are you going to fix things with your enemy? You know, you, and uh, it, and it's consistently like, you know, Israel is at, at Palestine's throat. It, you know, it just, it. I mean, you, you got to look at it from both ways. You know, if well, Israel didn't know, have yeah, so, so both, so, yeah, so so both ways I get, and you know, I, I'm like the both, I'm like the every angle person. Like that, that's my thing is like trying to like find ways to make everyone get along. But I mean, at some point, I mean, in this case, it's not working. So, you know, it, it's like, you know, people leave uh, all these war-torn places. They come for asylum. 
because their places are such crap holes. And then, like, for example, like all the all, all the protests going here, it's like all the like, you know, Israel versus Palestine protests, like breaking out all over the world and like New York, and, like they're shutting down Tampa. Like all these places are getting into skirmishes. It's like you left your places because it was so bad. You get here and then you bring your war here. It's like, didn't you leave that? So at a certain point, and it's like Hiroshima, right? And, and we're, and, you know, like World War II. It's like what finally brought peace? Bombing the crap out of everyone and lots of civilians died. That's unfortunate. That sucks. But it happened. And if it hadn't happened, we, I mean, who knows what would have happened? It could have been way, way, way worse and gone way, way, way longer. And more and more innocent people could have actually died. So there's no way to like to, to war game it out exactly to to a good answer. But I mean, how many times? And it's like you know, Hamas warned Israel, and they're like, uh, you know, we're going to execute hostages if you don't give us a warning before you bomb our places. It's like, yeah, let us warn the terrorists so they can leave and not die. It's like, how dumb is that? And you know, they have a history of doing that though. They have a long, long history of trying their darndest to spare innocent life. So they do things like they'll drop a dummy bomb uh, on top of a building, letting them hear a big thud like an earthquake uh, trimmer. So they know that they're supposed to know, OK, a bomb's coming. They're going to tear down this building. If they think the command center to at least destroy the equipment. And that's when they're supposed to get all the innocent people out of there. But what really happens is they take them and use them as human shields and they die anyway. Um, Hamas does that to their own people. So at some point. Man, if if you're if you're still living in there, um, you you may as well be aligned with them, right? It's like if you're not a Christian, then you're aligned with the devil. And they're like, no, I'm not aligned with the devil. I even believe in the devil. Great, you're a servant of Satan. So if you stay in this place so long and you're an innocent person, at some point you're not. So if people are are forcefully preventing you from walking to the border and leaving, you have a case and you have my sympathy. If it's not that, because we see so many of these, quote, innocent civilians who are like Molotov cocktailing army. If you're Molotov, cock, uh, Molotov cocktailing like Israeli forces, you're not a civilian. You're an enemy combatant. So there you go. If you're doing that, if you're huddled in a corner like, please don't kill me. I just want peace. You have my deepest sympathy, and I would want you to get help and get the heck out of there. If you're not doing that, if you're like picking up arms, rocks, bottles, munitions, and fighting people just because you're not – uh, aligned and spouting that you're part of the problem or part of the enemy, you are. You're an enemy combatant. So at that point, you know, they should be like, look, your city's gone. Sorry. We're, we're just going to like lower the elevation of this whole place by like 10 feet and then no one has to worry about it. So I mean, I, I don't know. I get it sounds harsh, but nice is not working. And then they'll do things like when you see the videos of, you know, people beat, raped, naked, dragged through the street by Hamas, and then everyone's like supporting that and defending it and praising it and saying, Israel had this coming. Well, first of all, the one doing that was identified as like a German citizen who was there for a vacation. So good job, idiot. You didn't get the people who you, you say you have a problem with. You got some completely actually innocent person from another freaking country and raped and murdered and broke her bones and drug her through the streets. And then the best the Palestinian people have to do to combat that is why does everyone say that when Israel commits atrocities? And on Twitter, like all the, the atrocity videos of Israel, the best ones they can show is like this, this teen, like fat teenage girl, probably like 14, uh, from like a couple years ago, who was kicking and screaming. It was like a like Middle East Antifa person. And they were like kicking and screaming the Israel Defense Forces. Again, not an innocent civilian, someone who's out there like hitting, kicking, screaming, spitting on them, 
And you see the amount of kid gloves they use to handle this thing with. It, I mean, it's just like an American police officer, right? How they're getting hit, they're getting spit on, they're getting water thrown at them. And, you know, they're not like pulling out their clubs and beating the crap out of them. They're trying to like restrain them. You put them on the ground, like, you know, subdue them. And there's like five guys around them, like tackling this very large child woman. And the whole time she is not in fear of her life. If you're in fear of your life, you look like the women who are kidnapped and thrown into uh, cars and drug off um, by Hamas. They're not fighting and, and kicking and screaming in defiance. I mean, they're screaming for help. But it's not like they're actively trying to, like, combat these people because they are deathly afraid versus this fat teenager who is, like, defiant because she knows there's no real danger com coming from her. She's going to be, like, a, a political pawn and yell and scream and be like, look how persecuted I am. Look how persecuted I am. Anyways, the point is on Twitter, that's the best thing they can offer of Israeli persecution. I'm like, these two are not the same. And the fact that you are trying to make a case that they are is just disgusting. So there's where I stand. Who wants to give me a peace prize? So w would you look at, like, for example, the Taiwan and China situation, right? Where it's like, you know, China should be part of, like, where do you stand the China? Is, is Taiwan its own country in your eyes? They've been along, uh, they've been, they've been yes. their own independence for so long that, yes, if, if China does what China is going to do, probably like a springboard off of this Israel situation, um, if China does what China is going to do and invades and starts subduing and killing people and putting them under their, their you know, repressive regime, China's the primary aggressor. China's the bad guy. But wouldn't it be better they just bomb the whole place, level at 10 feet, and then they rebuild to avoid all the killing? I mean, like, because, I mean, you could, you could make the same argument, what? right, about, about like, well, I, I, like, okay, well, well, it, well, well, it was well, there what? before, right? It, it was there before what? for, like, like a long well, time. No, right? let me. Let me not well, that the area was there, right? Populated by certain people. And then it's like, well, now this actually belongs to like blank people. Well, obviously, the people there are going to have a problem. So hang on. Uh, I, I you... think you're. Yeah, let me help you. <laughs> I, I think you're trying to do a scenario, but it's not exactly apples to apples. So what I think you're trying to say is if Taiwan had a hundred year history of sneak attacking China and like, you know, running in, bombing, committing terrorist acts, saying, you're oppressing us, China. We're not going to have it. We're going to kill you. Death to China. And like every every couple of weeks, like, you know, Taiwan is sending tons of rockets into China, like kidnapping their civilians, torturing, raping, murdering their civilians. And finally, China's like, you know what? We've had enough of this. Boom. That's what we're talking about. Instead, it's the other way around. It's like you have monster dragon China and Taiwan, who hadn't done crap to them, just like, hey, we're our own people. Legitimately, leave us alone. We don't want any trouble with you. And China's like, no, haha, we own you. You're part of China. We're coming to take you. That's that's but like double if, bad. But wouldn't that happen if China and Taiwan's geographic location, you know, where they were like, you know, right next to each other, right? They weren't separated by any other like sea or anything, right? And then China Are started growing territory. Any of Taiwanese history and how Taiwan got started? Like, do you have no, any no, I, 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 no, no, yes, I am. I understand that they escaped China, they escaped the Maoists. All I'm trying to do is I'm like, okay, well, isn't this what happens when a certain country tries to take over a country and starts encroaching on no. their territory? Like, no, like, well, first of all, no, no, point. people, no, uh, uh, no, there aren't, countries don't start murdering and raping innocent people. That's, that's just in, that's in the Gaza Strip and, and the PLO, the terrorists. And first of all, Palestine's well, why would country. you say that the Taiwanese people would turn into terrorists? Uh, I'm not saying they were Why would the Taiwanese people turn into terrorists? 
So the, so the French resistance didn't do anything similar when the Nazis took over France. I'm not. I'm not saying that this. Are we talking? Are we talking? Completely different. No. Are we? All right. No, no, no. Obviously, the, the terrorism is like out of there, and, and I don't support any of the terrorist no, acts. I'm aware of the videos that are going around. No, they didn't. The, the, the German Germany had soldiers. No, there were no the French. The French resistance didn't go into German villages and rape and pillage German. Right. I mean, the the the, 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 the I understand you're trying to draw a moral equivalence. There is no moral equivalence. Okay, the people who support Hamas at this point, who are Americans, they should all be boxed up and put on the shores of Gaza and let them celebrate Hamas there. No, don't do that. Yes, absolutely. Anyone who is protesting in favor of terrorism, box them up, ship them to Gaza, drop them off, and then they can be part of the Great Resistance. I like that idea. Yeah. I mean, like, that, that is what we should do as a nation. Um, all of these people that are immigrants, that are first-generation immigrants, that are celebrating the slaughter of Jews in America... All of those people, again, should be immediately deported to their country of origin. I don't care if they're citizens or not. If they are out there and they're expressing support for a brutal terrorist regime, you are not an American. You are a subhuman animal scumbag who needs to be put back in your own crap hole country. Yeah, I understand what you're trying to say about it. Like, for example, if I'd say I supported Hezbollah, you'd be much more angered than if I say something like I support Russia in the Ukraine war, right? You, I'm not I'm not saying that's on you because obviously, you know, Hezbollah and their actions and how long they've been doing it and the war crimes that they're doing to those people are like, you could say, make the debate on hunts more morally disgusting. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying about that. And see, there, there's also the thing, right? Because th I mean, there's stuff we will never know. So again, just like yesterday, we we're talking about there, there's what we see and what we can verify versus what we will never know. So just like you said, Russia, um, wh whatever you said, whichever side you took, if you, first of all, you don't have to support anyone in that war. Both people can be bad. It's not like just because one is worse, one is, or one is bad, one is good. They could both be bad. But, you know, if you listen to Russia, it's like, no, we just went in because, you know, we, we found biolabs and they're making biolabs and we wanted to destroy, you know, any bioweapons so they couldn't be used to, uh, against us. Okay, well, I guess that sounds kind of like a reason. Um, but then it's like, but you're also like indiscriminately bombing, you know, civilians and all this other stuff who haven't talk, uh, attacked you. It's just on the notion that the military is developing bioweapons. Bio so that makes you kind of a bad person. And then if you hear the other side, they're like, Russia is evil. Like they just attacked us for no reason. So, you know, there's there's what actually happened, which we may never know. But in this situation, it's like you've got a hit proven history of like dead bodies like miles long. So and, you know, Hamas is the government. It's not like a terrorist organization. It, I mean, it it is the government that rules Gaza. So, I mean, that's like, you know, if, if you've got a like government that's trying to wage war. There you go. Anyway. And it was popularly elected in 2006. Let's not forget that, please. Let's let's not forget they had elections in Gaza in 2006, and Hamas overwhelmingly won over the PLO. But Chris, there is nuance to that election, right? Like they were they were pushed to 
a radical belief system because of the, I mean, again, I, I, I'm, this is not me saying I support, I will say that that, that, that election, there's nuance because they were, they were pushed toward a radical belief system for the treatment. And that's, no, that's not their fault. Yeah. It's never their fault. Well, no, no, not yeah. at all. Not at all. That's not what I'm Anyone saying. Anyone who's the, ever the, voted the, for Hamas a, should be bombed out of existence. Period. There's, there's a lot of propaganda, honestly, in Palestine. I don't know if you all like seen like the cartoons that they show kids. So, yeah, they, they've been also fostering a lot. I mean, I, we shouldn't like ignore how much propaganda. Right. And that, and that, right. And, and that goes yeah. back to, oh, my gosh, that like you, you you're making my point. As as hard no, no, as it sounds, no, I know. I mean, well, yeah. No, I, I, well, I know. As, as not, harsh I as it sounds, we're we're not. I mean, try not to. But as harsh as it sounds, this is like why people need to go Old Testament on your enemies sometime. Like, because if you don't eliminate them, like if your choice is, hey, live at peace, or we can go to war and kill some people over and over and over and over again, or we can kill everyone and then have peace because there's no one to fight us. You know, pick one. And everyone would hopefully, everyone would hopefully, everyone would hopefully choose peace. But if they can't, then your choices are fight back and forth, cat and mouse through the ages and, you know, end up killing way more people anyways. Or maybe just go scorched earth, just decimate everyone, and then you can have peace with, you know, whoever the winner is. So because we don't do – and, like, what happens? That's the argument. Like, in 2023, we have biblical evidence – of the argument we make to atheists every single day we talk to them about this stuff. It's like, why did God uh, – can you mute whoever that is? I think it's Shirley that has an open mic. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll do it. But we're like – they're like, why does God you know, command in the Old Testament the wiping out of entire groups of people? Like why not leave the little babies and why not leave the women? And you know, why not leave the teenage boys who aren't fighting age? Because this happens. Propaganda. Like we're like, they're going to be their sworn enemies. How how happy do you think they're going to be with the Israelites if they're like, oh well, you know, the Israelites killed like all the family I ever knew, but you know, me and my little brothers and sisters and mommy are alive. Oh, I guess we'll be friends with the Israelites now. No, they're going to hate Israel with like a sworn vengeance and teach all of the other offspring to do that. So when they grow up, now you have to do it again and again and again. Just like you said, the propaganda, the cartoons, all this crap. So if they just didn't exist, problem would be over. Um, anyways, I get that sounds harsh, but I mean, it's just what needs to happen sometimes. Well, and if I mean, it doesn't happen, that's what we're left to. Um, well, so, I want to hear Jack and Shirley cause they oh. haven't, they haven't talked in a little bit. We're, we'll come right to you after that, Chris. Uh, Jack, did you want to say anything? It's been a while since you've talked. No, I agree. Yeah. I was thinking the very same thing. I mean, there's case after case of, of vengeance from long, from years long past from the ancestors. It's just the way it is. But the, um, but there's you know, two and a half million people, I think, in Gaza. So uh, Israel will not, you know, wipe them out. It won't happen. Um, they can't do it politically either. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's intractable. I think, yeah, I, in, in reality, it's, uh, it's a really tough problem. They're going to strike back with enough vengeance to put them back on their heels and then add security, more security, which I can't, I, I still don't understand that with these billions of dollars uh, and this highly secure and the most secure place in the world. Um, so, yeah, I think it's I think it's a really tough problem. It's going to change the world. This is a big event. And, and again, if you're someone who's reasonable, who wants to be an innocent, an innocent person and a, and a civilian and not cross that line into being like enemy combatants, get the heck out. <laughs> Go to the border, cry amnesty, get somewhere, uh, you know, become a refugee. Like, you know, in America, we have a lot more land, but 
you know, if we were all reduced to like the, I don't know, the state of Florida <clears throat> and the state of Florida, like was known for legitimately, you know, terrorist attacks on like Georgia or something. And like, you know, everyone in Florida, it was a constant battle at a certain point, <clears throat> if it became overwhelming and Florida is synonymous with like sworn death and war to Georgia, I'd be looking for a boat and be like, Hey, uh, you know, some other, some other country, can you guys take me? Like, I don't like this. I don't support what Ford is doing. I don't want anything to do with this. I don't have a problem with Georgia. I don't hate people who live in Georgia. I want out of here. Will you take me out of here? And uh, that's what I would do. So at a certain point, if people aren't like clawing and scratching to get the heck out of there, then they have to be considered supporters. Um, anyways, uh, Shirley, what's up, Shirley? Do you want to say anything? I just dropped a picture, uh, dropped an Instagram in the uh, um, chat. Anybody who can open up the Instagram, just look at it. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I believe that? that's. We need a warning. I, I, no, it's not a warning. I, I believe that's one of the things. Um, unfortunately, I, I think that is the propaganda piece going around. It's like the kids in cages, and people are saying that's um, Hamas doing that to Israeli captives and kids. Uh, but I believe. It's from like a 2001 video of where, okay. is, of where Israelis were actually doing that to Gazan children for whatever reason, because their parents were murdered or their parents were killed because they were trying to murder Israelis. So they had a bunch of kids. So it's like, well, what do we do? Let them roam in the street and get hit by cars and tanks? Or do we put them somewhere? It's kind of back to the Obama okay. putting kids in case. It's kind of back to the well, Obama see, putting kids. Okay, that's part well, to of Yes, well, that to is To finish my the sentence. I'm sorry, dear. We'll come right back to you. But it's kind of like the Obama, like, you know, putting kids in cages, how they said it was Trump doing it, right? And they're like, it's kids in cages. And then you find out it was actually eight years ago, and it was Obama who put the kids in cages. Um, but still, like, you think that's evil and that's awful, but context, right? What's the alternative? If you're, if you're in the middle of a war, which I don't think there's any excuse for Obama, they should have never been allowed into the country, and you wouldn't have that problem. But for Israel or some other place that doesn't have a lot of resources, or they're in the, I mean, because they're in the middle of a combat zone, it's like, what do you do? Do you put kids in a Marriott? There isn't a Marriott. It was just blown up. Um, do you give them back to their parents? Oh, their parents just suicided, suicide bombed a bunch of uh, you know, defense forces. So what do you do with a kid? Well, until rockets stop raining at you, put them in a cage. I mean, I guess. I mean, it'll keep them safe. It'll keep them out of harm um, while you go deal with the rest of their relatives who are suicide bombing everyone. So, you know, there's context. Um, if it was the other way, which it wasn't, if everyone was like, you know, having peace talks and everything was going good and Israelis were like kidnapping kids and throwing them in cages, that would be bad. But that's not what happened. Anyway, so I, I would say that. Go ahead, Shirley. Uh, well, that is the problem here. They were showing a bit a building that was bombed. Yeah. Uh, on 60 Minutes, like it just happened. And it happened several years ago. And that video has been going around. Um. So that is that that's a problem. But uh, Hamas has said that if they don't warn them when they uh, bomb, they're going to kill the hostages. Absolutely. And, and I mean, I mean, that's that's you know, that that's my stance for the record. If I'm ever like kidnapped as a hostage, which <laughs> maybe we all be after this podcast, <laughs> you know, I don't want someone to pay billions of dollars to some evil organization to get me free. Um, I also am not a big fan of torture and pain. So, you know, use everything you've got, destroy everything around me and my location. Like, you know, quick, simple death. I'm ready. Like, so 
I just think that, right? I mean, it's a little, a little bleak to think about. Like, how do you want to go out? Um, well, I guess with a, <laughs> anyways, uh, Chris, you were saying something a bit ago. I just wanted to get the other people in. Yeah, I mean, it's it's being said. I think Keegan has a point. I mean, the border is closed down, and and look, there is a point. There is 2.3 million um, people in Gaza. It's not going to be, you know, they're not going to genocide Gaza. It's not going to happen. They're going to go in with 300,000 ground troops, and they are going to go house to house, searching every house, quelling resistance. This is exactly what they did in Nazi Germany, what, what the Americans did in Nazi Germany in 1945, is that they hung um, placards all over Nazi Germany explaining what they were doing. They went house to house. They took weapons out of houses. They arrested Nazis. If the Nazis resisted, they shot them. Um, and I think that's exactly what the Israelis are going to do. There is precedent for this type of occupation. And unfortunately, I think Gaza is simply going to be occupied for however much longer, um, you know, for time immemorial, it seems. And, and I think that the other problem is, is that this, this entire thing was manufactured by the Muslim world. Like, there's no such thing as Palestinians. And so the folks that are in Gaza were put there from Jordan and Egypt and a lot of other places that, and, and Lebanon, and they were encouraged to start enormous families and, and explode the population of Gaza in order to become this intractable enemy to Israel politically. It's a long-term strategy by the Muslim Brotherhood to destabilize Israel. And clearly... They're pretty good. They're pretty good at strategizing because it's working. And see if you don't get rid of your enemy once and for all, and you can't get legitimate peace, this is what happens. Uh, Chris, I'm going to hang a placard for your TV that if it doesn't mute, um, it will be destroyed. Uh, Keegan, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so, I again, before I say anything, I believe that Israel has all the right to go destroy Hamas and do what's needed. So... Before I say anything, I just want to get that clear. But I do think there is new nuance, especially as Americans, when we talk about this, right? Number one is when we talk about, you know, the bad guys are the ones that rape and pillage. We're the bad guys. We've always been the bad guys. You look at Vietnam, you look at World War One. we've been known to rape and pillage. Again. That's completely nonsense. That is completely nonsense. It's not rape and pillage in World War One. Yeah, that's um, complete nonsense, Keegan. I don't know who's feeding you that historical nonsense, but that is. You saw Vietnam. True. We never, we never raped people. No, no, no. There were a couple of people, and they were immediately wait. prosecuted. Okay. Me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Massacre 100%, 100%. was prosecuted. Okay. Wait, wait, yeah, Keegan, America, just make that. Just, what, Keegan? I'm making his point. I'm making a point. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to give you something to like include in this, so you don't keep getting interrupted. Like, yes, in war, like you know, the like the UN, right? They have policies against rape and stuff like that. But there's always UN people, wherever they're at, caught raping people. That doesn't mean the UN supports rape. Those people, I mean, under their policy, are caught and, and penalized, right? So it doesn't mean that there's not soldiers that do bad stuff and commit war crimes. But if it's not a policy of, of whatever they're fighting under, then that, that country, get it, get it, it's, not like, it's not responsible for that if they follow through and they're like, oh, well, you violated policy. Time to go to the brig. Time to get punished. Time to get your sentence carried out. If there's a government that's like, no, no, go crazy rape everyone, then that, that government, that army is responsible. Okay, continue. 
I just think it's important to yes, make that. Decision. I agree. I agree that we we do hold we hold our people accountable. I, I agree with this. But again, there is there is nuance to this where I believe that when people go, if Palestinians didn't if they just didn't fight, they would be free and all these things. When they've dealt with contaminated water, horrible health care, terrible living conditions, I don't. I mean, my my wife has gone to Gaza, has gone to Israel and Gaza multiple times. Uh, she's you know in travel agency, so she just takes people to Israel a lot. But she's like, it's a compared to Israel and Gaza. Gaza's horrible living conditions. They deal with contaminated water, and they deal with this all the time. They have a completely different healthcare system that Israel supplies them with healthcare, but completely different healthcare. It's terrible. Uh, so again, I think there is nuance where like people who do grow, and again, I'm not. I, I believe that Israel deserves all the right to go destroy Hamas and destroy anyone who supports Hamas. I completely agree with that idea. But I also feel for the people who grew up in Gaza who are like, I live in horrible conditions that are that are placed by Israel. Like, so, I mean, I you know, you got to see a little bit of, of their side understanding that. Keegan, are you a socialist? Are you a socialist? Uh, wait, hang on one second. No. Wait, one second. I want, hang on. I want to interject something. Yeah, I feel bad for the people who have grown up there under their repressive leadership. Um, yes. I mean, just like the people in Cuba. I feel bad for the people in Cuba. Um, the ones who are able to get out of there are completely anti-Cuba uh, government, and they want nothing to do with it. A lot of my neighbors are people who are first generation uh, from from Cuba. They they escaped, and they're like you know old older people now, and they have nothing nice to say about the regime there. So I feel bad for those people. But if those people grew up, they escaped and they came here and they started attacking me because their Cuban propaganda got into their heads or whatever and they hate Americans, I'd have a big problem with my neighbors. Well, I probably wouldn't have neighbors. Uh, that's what I'm saying. So if you're an innocent, poor, persecuted person, my sympathies are with you. If you let that lead to violence and combatants, well, it still sucks how you grew up, but you're going to you know, have to be stopped. Um, but Chris, one thing I, I kind of – I mean I guess I, I, I sort of – I see what you mean and I get it, but I, I – hate that it's that way, right? How they'll have to like sacrifice their lives because a lot of Israelis will die going door to door in urban warfare. And the same thing with Americans in Afghanistan, like Fallujah. Like I, I don't like how they try to go door to door to door instead of just like, you know, we, people have the munitions required to not go door to door and to decimate their enemies. Um, that means a higher death toll of civilians but that means a lesser loss of life, almost no loss of life, for the people who are trying to do you know, the right thing and who didn't invite this war. Um, and I guess that's just how it is because, you know, I mean, people are going to work, like cry war crimes no matter what, um, even when there aren't. So, I mean, I guess that would give them a reason to legitimately do it. But I just hate sacrificing like good lives who didn't want a fight um, to try to save lives who very well are maybe sympathetic for those who are doing the fight. Hang on, I think there is, I, I think, wait, wait, uh, hang on one second. I think Jack was saying something, and then Shirley and then Rowan. Uh, Jack. Uh, no, I, I'm good. I was just talking about, well, just briefly, why, you know, it sounds like mommy issues. Why does Gaza need Israel to give them health care like it's charity? You know, health care is a business. You know, doctors can start businesses. They can start practices. Uh, the, uh, Gaza is filled with adults. They can take care of themselves. They don't need some charity from Israel. And I, I think this is a pure victim complex. And, uh, you know, the Amish, they don't have things given to them, and they can figure it out. So, that, you know, people from Gaza uh, are not 
the children of Israel. They're not babies. The and, and do you, do you remember, uneducated uh, people in the U.S. But they okay. take care wait, 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 of themselves. They, they take care remember? of themselves. They don't need help. Yeah, Jack, but but they got tons of help. I, for, I forget the numbers right now, but it, it was just like recirculated how it was like a couple years ago. There was like, I think it was like a, it was a ton of money. It was either hundreds of millions or in the billions. Maybe it was hundreds of millions that specifically went as an aid package uh, to Gaza. And it was supposed to be for humanitarian health care. Just what Keegan says you know what the people did with it in Gaza? Spin it all on weapons and rockets and shot it at Israel. Um, so, I mean, you know, you can't help those who won't let them, their people be. Uh, Shirley, you were next. And then Rowan. Shirley, what's up? Okay. I have heard, I knew this before today, but yesterday, and now I'm trying to go find it. It makes, my, makes me mad when I lose my information. These, Gaza had resources. It had an airport. It had everything it needed. And the Arab world went in there and destroyed it. The Arabs are at fault here. They want these people to be in the They have historically wanted these people to be in this situation so they could give Israel hell. This country started out in... There have always been, you know, this idea that they gave them this land. The Jews never left. There have always been a remnant of Jews living in that region. And they started out, um, the, UN, the, the, the people before the UN set it up where there was going to be, where it was all going to be okay. And apparently somebody in Britain didn't like that. And, you know, we do accuse Queen Elizabeth's uh, husband of being a Nazi. So they sent people in there to disrupt it and disrupt the process. And it, uh, roll your eyes at me. They went in, they, they benefit from these people being refugees and being in this mess. And the Arabs are at fault. That is, that is the beginning and the end of it. Uh, Roland, you had a question? Oh, just a statement. It's just a, a gross oversimplification of what I'm hearing here, right? Like, I understand the knee-jerk reaction to kind of say, like, you focus on what's going on with Hamas right now in Israel, and I get it, right? Like, obviously what Hamas did was reprehensible beyond any shadow of a doubt, and they should be punished accordingly. Um, but none of this is happening in a vacuum. Right. I mean, you've got Israel with the illegal settlement project, issuing permits for individuals, then walking into people's homes that have lived there forever, dragging them out and throwing them on the streets, uh, issuing orders to not allow them to certain areas, blockading resources and only allowing just the right amount of food to get into these areas so that people have enough calories to live, but not to do anything else. Because um, they're terrorists. I mean, because they're wait, terrorists, wait, wait, obviously. Wait, wait, wait one second. No, they're not. They're not all terrorists, right? They, when you uh, they, yeah, they voted like for that, Hamas. They second. voted for Jack, terrorism. Jack, Jack, be quiet. Yes, look, I understand, but when you look at it like a, in, in a vacuum like that, and you just boil people down to their reactions not a, to abuse that, that they're suffering, shut the fuck up, Jack. I'm almost done. When you boil it down in that way you stop looking at people like people, then you just exacerbate the problem, right? You get more terrorism, you get more violence, right? I recognize that what Hamas did was terrorism. Absolutely. I have no, I have no sympathy at all for Hamas. But generally, 
support her for Hamas increases as the situation in Gaza and the West Bank and the living conditions continue to devolve, right? Then the people turn to more radicalistic ideals, right? When it's not the case, they don't seem to, to favor Hamas, right? So it seems like it's kind of like an internal reaction to what's going on in these areas. And there's, there's absolutely human rights violations and war crimes and civilian casualties and killing of women and by Israel in these locations, right? I mean, this isn't like magnanimous country, oh, woe is us, what happened here? They're doing fucking war crimes, you know what I mean? And these That's people completely are responding. untrue, Roland. That's complete nonsense, and you know it. It's just all lies. I mean, it, none of it was lies, and none of it's nonsense. I mean, It is lies and nonsense. Them. You know it. You're just putting forth propaganda. So, 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 you're, so, your rebuttal, so your rebuttal is that it's lies, and I know it. That's that's a very deep... That well, is, I don't, well, well yeah. I don't know. Let's see. Chris, what is your rebuttal? I have to think it's more than lies and propaganda. So what would right. you think, so, so one of the things that happens is that where are you? I'm at the diner. I, I right, didn't I'll, know you I'll had a car. A <laughs> I thought you'd be home today. It's across the street from my house. Oh, okay. Well, um, well yeah. Um, I'll answer later. Let's see what. But what let's, Roland let's, is saying <laughs> is just giving the nonsense propaganda. Well, go ahead. We'll deal with it because it's probably important. Go ahead and say it, Chris. So Speak. what goes on in the Gaza Strip is that they do a knock. Uh, with a bomb, and the father, and this is documented behavior, fathers will shoot their wives and allow their children to be murdered for the cause. And so instead of evacuating the apartment building, they will all, almost all of them, because they are crazy subhuman terrorists, murder their own families and then allow the rubble to come down on them so that they can get the pictures. They are that depraved. And this has been shown over and over. Yeah. And so this nonsense that Roland is putting out, that somehow, like, these, you know, pure as the driven snow Palestinians are just being slaughtered by evil Jews, it's simply untrue. It's complete propaganda. The, The Israeli government attempts to drop the number of civilian casualties as much as they can, but the Hamas and the Palestinians that live in these areas see themselves as being martyred in the cause of Islam, and if their children are martyred along with them, that's even better. And so this is the mindset. This is the mental disease that Islam is. This is a religious problem, and Islam is a satanic religion that breeds satanic and I want to get Kevin in here real fast, uh, but but first also like that's like the same kind of like justification. It's like whenever people will say like you know if if Israel's so bad, great, go attack a military target. Um, but whenever people like hang glide into a, a rave and like just go butchering tons of legitimate drugged out of their mind people as they may be, they are not combatants in any way, shape, or form. They're like hippie socialist gun hating liberals partying. And if you go butcher them and say, oh, see, Israel had it coming. No, they freaking didn't. If Israel had it coming, go attack a military combatant station. Don't attack but, innocent but, civilians. When you do but, that, you need to be eliminated from this earth to be judged by your But, but Nate, Nate, just, just a really, really, really quick response. If, if I could just, just, just to what Chris was saying really quickly. Um, I agree, right? I totally agree. Terrorist attack. They need to be you know, wiped off the face of the earth, the individuals who did this, right? I totally agree. And nobody's saying white as snow Palestinians, right? 
there are some really, really horrible people in that camp as well doing some really, really horrible things. And I don't doubt that what Chris was representing is something that occurs. All I'm saying is that when you use words like subhuman or subspecies or things like this, this othering, this alienating individuals and making them less than human, it gets to a point where it just elevates the disaster waiting to happen in terms of human rights violation and what's going to happen to the people as a whole. Because the people as a whole aren't that on either side, right? And when you look at one side as just being, you know, Israel's just defending themselves and they're not doing they are doing these things, right? And the Palestinians are doing these things in terms of terrorism as well, but they're reactive, right, on both sides. And when, and when you stop thinking about what is actually the best, the best course of action, instead keep reacting to violence, the violence only continues to increase on its own perpetual loop, right? So no, the Palestinians, are, the Palestinians the one second, the, the Palestinians are, wait, so just wipe out uh, Palestinians? I mean, what, what does that mean? Because there's always going to be... Wait, 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 let me say this in the macro version. If there's, if there's one side, forget Israel-Palestine for a minute, call them apple and orange, and then Inc. and I know you had to say something, but I want to get Kevin in here because he's, he's been patiently waiting. But let's call these two sides apple and orange. If apple is the sworn enemy of orange and they pledge death to orange for thousands of years, you can do one of two things. You can legitimately come to a peaceful agreement and coexist together which almost never happens. But if it does, great. That should be everyone's goal. Or you can choose to fight and skirmish for hundreds of years or thousands of years in some cases back and forth between apple and orange. And over the process, way, way, way more people die than if either apple or orange would go to a final battle and fight until either apple or orange was completely eradicated. 100%. Nate, that's, fu Nate, that's fucking gross, buddy. You're saying Wait a minute. The, the, the All right, well, Roland, Roland, I'm presenting a logical thing. This is a logical conundrum. There's only so many options. So you can say, ew, it's Whoa. gross, and you can let your emotions and feelings rule you, or you can be logical and be like, well, yes, I see that. That is correct. I may not like it. It may make me feel sad and shed a tear. I get it. It's an awful, awful thing. But if you don't want to do that, do one of the other things. Either have peace with everyone legitimately, which should be everyone's goal. If you can do that, great. Or <clears throat> even though it may f make you feel better, what? Are you going to skirmish to like back and forth for thousands of years or hundreds of years? Or in this most recent case, 70 plus years? And how many more untold people died than if at the very beginning of this problem, apple or orange, one of them just won and was the victor and the other was gone. So there's no more people to commit terror. That's the answer. Uh, Kevin, go ahead and say what you're going to say. Uh, uh, hang on. So, uh, yes, what, Steph? So, so that's fine if you live in a place like Florida where you're safely in the majority, but that's the exact mindset that's going to get me run out of New York or put in some kind of camp or something. Like, you, you see what I'm saying there? That's I why see I was what you're hesitating saying. when Chris was like, oh, just round up all the people who are supporting Hamas. It's like, that's all fine and good when you're not the one being rounded up. But as soon as you start making those kind of decrees and allowances, it will like the whole American system is made so that those kinds of decrees can't happen on either side, no matter who thinks is right or who, you know, who we think is right or wrong. So you don't want to open the doorway for that to become an acceptable thing. I get it. And I'm not, a separate I, I, I'm, I, 
I'm not, I'm not decreeing this and I'm not saying it should be acceptable. Again, if someone completely removes the emotion and looks at this as a mathematical problem, if someone can give me another, another, uh, option, Sure, I can. It. Yeah, but, but it seems so, like oh, oh, hang on, yeah. we're definitely going to Kevin immediately. But it's the only options I can see are no one dies, everyone has peace and loves each other, great, or at least coexists with each other legitimately. There's no bombings, no terrorism. That is the best answer. The middle answer is everyone constantly skirmishes and kills throughout time. No one, no one find, does enough damage where the other person's like, oh crap, we're not going to challenge them anymore ever again. So you just skirmish over and over and over and over throughout time. The other one is one side absolutely wins and the other side absolutely does not. Um, that's the answer. I mean, it's not the answer, but that's the math problem. So it, there's, there's no all of the above. Um, Kevin, go ahead and say what you're going to say. Yeah, so the, um, when we look at situations like this, I think it's very important uh, to look at the root of all of this, right? Um, when we're talking about Hamas, when we're talking about the result of uh, Islamic terrorism and all these things, like these things are very bad. Uh, but the the sentiment of the Palestinian people actually goes back um, to the 1800s. It, it really wasn't a thousands of years conflict that was going on between the Palestinians and the Jews. Uh, Jews have well, settled in. Exist, but yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Jews have settled in the area for uh, a long time and they actually got along pretty well. Right. Um, it was it was a, a man by the name of Theodore Herzl uh, who wrote something called uh, Juristat, which means the Jewish state. Uh, he wrote that in 1896 and pretty much he was the first of, um, to, to, it was, it wasn't the invention of Zionism, but it was the, uh, it was the rap, it was the, uh, the organization of Zionism. Right. And the first Zionist Congress that you see that takes place in Switzerland to establish a uh, Jewish state. So at the time, um, during the first world war, when the first world war came about prime minister Lloyd George, right. Uh, actually thought that the gathering of the Jews to Israel will bring about the coming of Christ, believe it or not. Um, uh, I, th I think he says the gathering of the Jewish people to Palestine would bring Jesus Christ. That's what he actually thought. So during that time, during World War One, when the League of Nations came together, they distributed lands uh, to their prom to promisers. Right? They promised land to certain nations that helped them out in some way, shape, or form. And what they were doing, they were dividing up what was the Ottoman Empire and the German uh, Empire. And when they were dividing up the German and Ottoman Empire, they did this through something called the Mandate System. Right? So when the mandate system came about, it was the Jews because the Jews actually helped out a lot during World War One. They came up with the aspartame process to uh, produce weapons and they produced weapons more efficiently and better than the Germans, which led the British to actually win the war and to take over the Ottomans. So because of that promise uh, to that uh, Zionist uh, uh, um, um, system, and I don't say Zionist system in the conspiracy sense, I mean Zionist system in the sense of that was the... Uh, uh, the, the Congress that, that was at the time for the Jewish people, uh, they wrote from them what was called the Balfour Declaration, right? And when the Balfour Declaration came out, this is when all hell really broke loose because what it did was they did not even consider um, anything that the Palestinian people had. Uh, so what they did was they created a mandate to give Palestine to the Jewish people for their assistance in winning World War One. And uh, there's actually a quote from Balfour in which he says, in Palestine, we do not propose even to go through the form of consulting the wishes of the present inhabitants of the country. So what wind up happening from that point is that the Zionists were the ones who would be consulted on this. And they were the ones that actually made the agreement of what they did. And through large waves of, of immigration into Israel uh, or Palestine, rather, 
Uh, they established schools, markets, uh, factories. They had a militia called the uh, uh, Haganah, right? Um, and they did all this, and they actually were led by a Polish-born uh, Jew by the name of Benjamin uh, uh, Binganyan, I think it is. So at that time, um, there was a conflict that broke out between the Palestinians and the Jews at that time. They started fighting. And to be honest, and this is just history, it was the Jews that was bombing and killing them uh, first uh, because they wanted the entire state. So what happened was the British was like, okay, let's try to settle this. They actually drew a map uh, to guide new lines in the area so that it would be better suited for them. There was an international zone, which was in the middle of uh, Israel, more closer to Tel Aviv. You have towards the bottom what was called the, uh, the Palestinian zone, which was connected to something called the Transjordan Arab State. Um, and then you, in the north, you had the Jewish state. But even while British, the Britons have uh, uh, established these lines for peace, uh, the Jewish people didn't like it. And what they did was they started bombing and killing a lot of Palestinians in response to it. In fact, they displaced 250,000 of them because the Palestinians were actually the uh, the majority. When this happened... When uh, is this history... Nate, when is this history lesson going to end? I, I, I don't know, but... Yeah, uh, I, 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 all right, so... Wait, 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 hang, hang on. Wait, wait, hang on. Yeah, yeah, I, I am. Hold on. I, I am trying to bear with it, but yeah, Kevin, it is going on a little bit. Um, can you fast track this and do it in like all right, one so more minute? So the, the point the point is is that um this has been a conflict that that really isn't religious based. Um, I think religion and the t the terrorism is a um um uh, how should I put it? It's it's a uh, um a characterization of it. Like it's it's it's, it with, it's within the the uh the the atrocities of terrorism. But the idea here is that this is something that these people have been dealing with for a long time. And uh, they actually have been. This is just a historical fact. I'm for the state of Israel in a lot of ways. But I mean, facts is facts and truth is truth. Uh, the Palestinian people were terrorized by the Jews ever since the Balfour Declaration. Okay, thank, thank you. That's enough. Thank you. Okay. All right. Why are people yeah. offended so much? I mean, it's just history. Wait, Kevin, yeah, because you're... Kevin, let me say something to you. Kevin, let me wait, say wait, something wait, to you wait, real wait, quick. Stop, stop, stop. No, 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 no. Hang on, hang on. I, I, I want to get to rolling because we have unfinished stuff, and, and then we can continue this, but I'm trying, to, I'm trying to keep all these threads separate. Kevin, the reason people are, I don't know about the offense level, but for me, um, you've, you've actually spoke longer than anyone else has this morning uninterrupted. So um, that's why for me. Anyways, but yeah, I get it, right? And that goes back to what I'm about to ask Roland, and then Abba, I promise, we'll, we'll get to you guys. Um, but... Uh, you know, if you have if you have two groups and they constantly fight back and forth, and Rowan, uh, yeah, you know, no cursing. Like that's like one thing we just don't like it here. I like it to I like to not have to have it censored on YouTube for people. But yeah, Rowan. So if we can keep the emotion out of it and discuss this, those are the answers. So no, I don't actually kill women and children. I haven't killed anyone in my life. Um, so if we can talk about it, that is the answer. It goes back to kind of what Kevin was talking about, right? People are gonna like cat and mouse and fight and kill and skirmish throughout time there's not going to be an end to this unless there is so either you can stay the course do what's always been done they will cat and mouse back and forth kill 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 fight 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 or they will come to legitimate peace and everyone's like all right we've done enough to each other let's have peace no one kill anyone and that would be the greatest thing but if that is not an op option and what makes me think that in this specific case is not an option because you have one side and of that side, there are actual governments from Iran, 
to you know Hezbollah, to Hamas, to like all other kinds of people that are chanting death to Israel. We must eradicate them from the earth. We must wipe them off the face of the earth. This is our sovereign will from Allah or whatever. So that makes me think, based on their sworn oath, that a perpetual peace is probably not going to happen. Therefore, you have an other option. I'm not advocating for this other option, but in the mathematical equation, if it's not peace and you don't want cat and mouse fighting throughout eternity, there's one other option where there will be a definite winner and a definite loser. So, Rowan, would you like to respond with that without cursing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I could see how the cursing would be more offensive than the advocating for millions of dead. But, um... So in no? this case, okay. no, no, no I, I am responding, right? I'm not, I didn't curse. I just said that I, I, I find it interesting the thing that you take more offense at being the words rather than the advocating for the death of women and children. But in this case, what we're saying is, right, you're saying <laughs> let them all fight it out and then, you know, the, one wipes out the other. Do, do we arm the women and the children to, do they fight too? Because if, if we don't, right, and... The men die and the women and children are left over. Israel's already shown that they don't intend to absorb these people and give them voting rights, right? So they're left within that land. Are you just going to push them into another country? And is some country going to take them? Refugees? I mean, what I was listening to is you just saying, let them all fight it out. Um, but are you not are you not accounting for the civilian populations as well that wouldn't be involved in fighting? Or are you just hoping to all kill each other in the process? Like like what you're saying is just so absolutely asinine and just so immature and just quite frankly gross that I don't even know how you could vocalize that and think that that's okay to say. Well, this is how I mean. Sean obviously, obviously I mean, wait, wait one second. Obviously, Israel would win. They're far more militaristically advanced, and it would just be a genocide. And especially coming from the Jews doing that to somebody else, to me, and then to advocate for something like that is just like ironic beyond the pale. Um, Rowan, and I, okay. I, just, I can't understand why Still something not? like that would even come out of your mouth. Well, because if you listen, you would learn. So first of all, there's a big difference between, between stating a trichotomy and saying it's this, this, or this. Someone needs to pick one. There's a big difference in that and stating facts versus you are advocating genocide. And if you can't see there is a huge difference, I advocate for peace for everyone. I mean, it's, it's, no, it's just, no. just math, Nate, just like with the, with Hitler, right? It's just math. Okay, can we, okay. Can we stop? Can we stop with wait, the wait, Holocaust wait. comparisons? No, Nate, I'm sorry. You got to let it do it. You got to let Let me finish this. We're going to come right to you. I actually want to hear what you and your You shouldn't allow the word genocide. Okay, everybody, hold on. Let me get a little control of the room. Roland, there's a big difference between advocating genocide, perpetual violence, and peace. Um, I advocate peace. I don't like the other options. But just like Pearl Harbor, if you're saying history didn't happen, that happened. Our president, assuming you're American or whatever, um, you know, the president made a tough choice to not just go after military targets. He bombed a civilian place, which makes you shudder. But that also saved who knows how many countless of lives if he hadn't have done that in the future history that who knows how long fighting would have gone on, um, he made a tough choice and he did it. And that's just how it was. It doesn't make, make me feel good. Peace would have been great. But you can't have peace with people who want to murder you. Um, Abba, please speak. And if you could if you could just say your point instead of like rehashing whatever just happened, if that's possible. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm going to – I think I'm going to have – I think I have three points. Number one, Kevin, the history is not unimportant. It is important but not while people are getting killed and raped and murdered and celebrated 
um, paraded across the across towns. Um, yeah, I, I've never connected. That's not a, Kevin. You're going to be quiet right now, Kevin. Do you see the flag in my picture? Be quiet. I'm talking. It's my turn. Wow, man. You got like you got to speak. You got to speak a long time in your long history lecture without being interrupted. Now right, you can but, let but someone you, else speak. Quiet. Quiet right now. Abba, if we could not demand and also if people can respect. I mean, yeah, dude, you had a if you can time. control if you could control the room, Nate, that would be amazing. And that's actually my well, bigger I will that, say like, I don't do well with demands. But if you look around on the audience, it is controlled. Not because it's demanded of me, because I feel a responsibility all on my own. So uh, continue. There is no equivalence here between the actions of Hamas and the actions of the Israeli army. None. None whatsoever. If you cannot get it in your mind and in your words when you're speaking about this to 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 not say the words, yeah, it's terrible that people get raped, but... If you have to say that, but what you reveal about yourself, and this is what we've known in my people for a long, long time, Jewish blood is cheap. Jewish blood is cheap. And if you have to say a but after whatever you're going to say condemning the actions of Hamas, then you don't give one shit about your Jewish friends, about Jews having their own self-determination or about Jews being safe. Nobody is going to speak up for the Jews except the Jews. Nobody is going to keep us safe except us. So you can all go jump off a cliff and you can go meet your maker in the fiery burning pits of hell when you decide that certain people's lives are worth less than some other people's lives. It's disgusting. And the last thing that I want to say to you, Nate, and everybody else on here, please do not speak. If you're not Jewish or Palestinian, please do not speak with any authority on this issue. Your job is to bring comfort and support and all of those things. Your job is not to is not to opine on the political machinations. Your job is not to say who's at fault and who's not. It's very clear. Rapists, okay, so murderers. I'm gonna finish. I'm gonna finish, Nate, and you're gonna have you're gonna Abba, I was clearing my throat and I didn't get the mute button in time. So I'm sorry you cannot control yourself, but that's on you, buddy. I was actually not interrupting you. So I will say whatever I want to say free of censorship. If you don't like that, you can pound sand. I am not on any single person's side. I have uh, – it's irrelevant. Yes, I will opine on anything I want to opine on, and you will accept it or you will leave. It's not a big deal. Um, I'm not going to censor myself for anyone. And let me address Keegan real fast who says – you know, Abba says Christians are evil or dirty or whatever he says. It doesn't matter. Like me taking a pro-Israel stance in this, also their secular government I don't love. But uh, the people of Israel, I get it. Uh, So just because I take a pro-Israel stance doesn't mean that I think all Israelis uh, love us or love Christians. I understand that people are like, well, don't you know, like, you know, Hasidic spit on Christians and they spit on Christians? If someone spits on me, they're going to have a big problem real fast, okay? My support of Israel is irrelevant to me being buddy-buddy with them or Jewish people liking me as a Christian or not liking me as a Christian or as a Westerner. So my position is irrelevant to how they act um, towards me. Anyway, um, I'm calling it as I see it. Um, So, yeah, that's how that is. Uh, Mir, what's up, Mir? Good morning. Um, 
I would like to like um, just say a few things, hopefully. Uh, when, when somebody says you're advocating for genocide because you're talking about removing a tyrannical government, I, I think it's incumbent upon you to make that very clear. Removing Hamas, who are oppressing Palestinians, murdering Palestinians, they are not, that is not calling for genocide. And if the next step you can't imagine uh, the Palestinians creating their own government, then you kind of hate Palestinians right there. You get Hamas, Islamic Jihad, Tanzim, Fatah, these terrorist organizations that are oppressing their own people. They are purposely hiding rockets in their children's schools. Just imagine that for a moment. Your child goes to school and you know that Hamas will kill you if you say anything, but they put rockets in their schools trying to use your children as human shields. That is not advocating for genocide. Israel has a responsibility to remove Hamas from top to bottom. And the Palestinians will then have to create a, a peaceful government like every other country in the world. I, I'm sorry, that is far, far from genocide. That is rescuing the Palestinians. Uh, Sean, you've been waiting patiently for a while. What's up? No, my only thing was I was trying to, to kind of get a backing of, you know, what Palestine is, is, is requesting, you know, what Israel wants. And from an outside eye, uh, what I'm seeing is Israel as a country always seems to be on defense. Like, hey, they just want peace. And I'm seeing it from a, from a third eye, you know. And uh, I all around, you know, different social media platforms, I'm seeing literally death to Israel, wipe them off. The, I've never heard somebody speak of another person to, like, eliminate them completely. So it's like, which side really wants peace? One's saying they want peace, but yet they want to kill every last, you know, Jewish person. You know, that's that's crazy to me. You know, I just don't know what Palestine wants or like you're saying they want a free Palestine. I don't know what that like actually means, you know, and then, you know, yeah, if I can get a little more clarity from you guys in the room on that aspect, uh, so you know, what the two sides are fighting about. Hamas put out a statement yesterday that Israel is only the first ta- target. They will continue until every Jew and Christian heathen is gone. What, what Hamas is part of is a Muslim belief system that that you cannot have non-Muslim on, on Muslim territory. What's called Muslim territory is up for discussion depending how radical you get. But place that's been under Muslim rule, they'll consider Muslim territory. Most will consider Spain, some will go all the way until Vienna, irrelevant of where they consider it. They cannot allow a, a Jewish secular That's Hamas's take. And you can read what they say. They do not hide the ball. I don't know why Americans have a hard time finding it. They say it. They openly say it. They say we don't want peace. We're only using peace as a stepping stone to violently overthrow the regime, just like we got rid of the Crusades. And they say it over and over and over very, very clearly. Israel, Israel wants peace. The only other thing Israel wants is Jewish determination in their sovereign homeland. So they're not willing to go down to zero. But Israel has consistently been willing to give up land. Israel has made peace with every person who's reached out in our branch. Um, peace with Egypt has now been for over 40 years. Peace with Jordan. Israel has been willing to give away 98% of the West Bank, the entire Gaza, if there was a Palestine militarism. On the other side, if a Palestinian government stands up, it's ready for peace. Israel is willing to make painful concessions for that peace. There just isn't a government right now. And, and we, uh, we saw that on Saturday. I, 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 like, what more do you need to see than going door to door, dragging people out and killing them? Like, we're not dealing with people I, that want peace. I did but yeah, see Sean, that Sorry. Sean, yeah, well, in, in short, it's lives and land. So, and Roland, oh, he's gone. 
Is Rowan still in the chat? Oh, I wanted to ask Rowan about, yeah, that's a good point. You know, when, when I present like a kind of mathematical, like peace, fighting, or final death, and he says I'm advocating genocide when I'm saying, well, this, these are your options. Pick one, pick peace. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to know what he thinks about actual people calling for genocide. Um, not even just like countries that have been doing it forever, but like the people like waving banners like in New York and Tampa and like getting in fights with pro-Israel protesters, like who legitimately are like, yes, kill every Jew. Is, is that cool, Roland? I would have liked to ask. Um, but yeah, uh, what, what Mir said. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Sean. Now, uh, now like what I was saying, I was definitely listening to that part too. And I heard you give multiple options. One is like, hey, I want, I want true peace. And then it's like, hey, if, if all else fails, you have to pick up a sword and fight. Like it's, you know, we don't want to do this, but you give us no other option. And I've definitely seen it like from the outside. I see that Israel literally is willing to give up all every land, whatever you want me to do. I just want peace. And I see one side is just is just not happy with that, you know? And it's 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 wild that more people don't see this. And I see a group. Well, right, well, right, exactly. Like like the, the the thing Israel would do that that Hamas would be happy with is every single person lay down and let them murder them. Then they'd be like, see, we have peace. That's all we wanted. That that would be the answer. Like anything short of that <laughs> is not going to work for them. Uh, Yazoo, welcome. By the way, Steph, did you put yourself down there because you don't want to be associated with this conversation? <laughs> um, let me know if you want to come back up. And oh, oh, I saw Good Adult. Is does anyone see Good Adult? I'd like to invite him if he's still here. But uh, Yazoo, what's up, Yazoo? Are you speaking Yazoo? Not, nothing much. Um... Like, um, it takes some real, um, cojones, I would say, if a person, if a people came into your land with, um, American, uh, backing or, you know, this type of thing took over your land and then you tried to take it back. Like, um, the Native Americans of America, like they fought a war, they lost a war, but it would take some real cojones for them to come back years later, like now, and then fight for it again. At the end of the day, it's just about people occupying a space that another people feel like is theirs. That's what it comes down to. I don't think it's about religion or any of that. Is we were here first. You all came back at a time and said when well, they don't know if they came back. They just saying when well, they came in. No one was living to see them, you know, leave. But then they came back at a Are time. Are we almost done with the Hebrew Israelite moron? Seriously. What, what did he say that was outside the conversation? Yeah. Uh, well, if you were paying attention, he was talking about a people that weren't really there because he's the oh, real Jews, on, not the Jews. Like, come on. I, I was on I was on mute this whole time. Yeah, Yazoo, I, I don't want to interrupt you, but yeah, could you wrap your point up in like less than a minute, please? I actually was done, but Chris is speaking oh. for me now, so he might as well, well go ahead. And, well, somebody and with a brain preaches, has to speak for you. Preaches, clearly preaches. unable to do it yourself. Yeah, I think he was speaking on the context of the history there. I don't yeah, think Connie, I'm trying about. to get to you. <laughs> Let's see what Connie has to say. Sorry, Connie, I think I skipped over you a little bit. Uh, what's up, Connie? Can I go after him? Yes. Connie. 
Are, are you there, Connie? Hi. Good morning, everybody. Hey, good morning. Uh, you have a different have a, perspective, I, have a different I heard. Perspective. I have a different perspective. And my perspective is because I was in Israel in 1972, exactly seven days after their first 9-11, when, when the terrorists uh, bloodied the new Tel Aviv airport and the blood ran out the steps. So my perspective is based on a 22-year-old's experience in Israel now on the plane down to Israel, a man was on the plane that recognized my husband and I. He had actually flown up to Stockholm to hear us speak, which was weird. But anyway, he became our tour guide because that's what he did for a business. And he asked us if he could be our tour guide. And we, he put us on the Arab side of the city. And um, just the perspective of that as opposed to being on the Israel side of the city was a shock. But the first morning, and we had a girl with us too, and her name was Yali, who had been behind the Iron Curtain in Bulgaria until it rose up and she was able to get back to her father in Sweden. So it was a pretty interesting little trip. I get up early and I'm down getting my coffee and my roll. And this is the longest table I've ever seen in my life. <clears throat> and I choose to sit on the end. <clears throat> This, this Arab man could have sat anywhere, but he chose to sat on the corner opposite me. And he began to speak. And I'm not well-educated and certainly less educated then than I am now. And it finally dawned on me when he was talking about his father. And he was making these points about his father. And I finally realized he was talking about his father, Abraham. He was talking about his father, Abraham, and that they were the firstborn and they should have been the ones to inherit. So all of this local stuff, this is going to play out. And all of us who are Christians, we already know what the end of the story is going to be. So this is out of our hands, whatever position you hold. And of course, um, if you're a Christian, you love the people of Israel. You love the Jewish people. I mean, our Lord was Jewish, so... You can't divide that, but this problem has nothing to do with anything. It's a family affair. And with that, I'm out. Um, I hear you. Uh, Ethan, yeah, you were next. Yeah, I just wanted to say a couple of things. Like, I heard, I forget who said in the room saying, like, for example, this is, like, evidence that, like, you know, in the, in the stories were like kill the wife to kill the children this is like evidence so like biblical evidence and i just want to just point out it's kind of really wrong right because you have native americans that i don't know if you all have been to a reservation or have they're not trying to kill you so if the if the difference between uh you know pieces like some gunpowder and a couple of years of innovation and one stood like led by the divine ruler of the universe yeah i'm, I'm not going to put you know like technology technological like slight technological advancement to the grand scheme of things uh, you know, above him. So that's just an example to show. Yeah, it's still, it's unnecessary for like the the children and the women to die. You know, otherwise we wouldn't have any Native Americans living today. So that's just, that's just proof that 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 point right there is wrong. About you know, that's why they, the women, the children needed to die. But another point is that uh, you know, Chris is calling them like subhuman, and it's like you know, it's a religious issue and whatnot. I mean, I think that's like very uncharitable, right? Because I don't I don't see Christians as subhuman people that have historically conquered the Americas and led inquisitions 
and it's strictly a religious thing, right, where they say this, right? I mean, I'm willing to be charitable and saying that a lot of people did that, believing that, but I'm not going to say like, oh, yeah, well, you know, Christians, you know, are just overtaking a bunch of people, these subhuman uh, scum of the earth and, and saying that they were going to save us in the image of Jesus Christ as they burned people's lips that didn't know Spanish, killed people. And because, you know, for all these, you know, colonization of like, you know, the South and North America, right? So I think it's really important to point that blah, out. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I'm sorry, Chris. Is there anything that I said that did you your criteria? Yeah. yeah. You, I mean, you speak so little today, Chris. At least be nice when you do. I mean, I mean, yeah. So I, mean, it, it, I mean, like the, the pseudo history, the nonsense, the, you know, the, the, I mean, oh, the colonization, blah, blah, blah. All this left wing talking point nonsense is just, it gets on my nerves after a while. Explain it with I mean, words. Uh, yeah, I mean, try to like not use buzzwords, right? Like pseudo, like, I mean, I'm very knowledgeable. I'm from Ecuador, right? Uh, you can look at the, the Spaniard account or you can look at the, so are you a Marxist or no? Are you uh, yes? Are you a Marxist no, or not? I, no, I'm not a Marxist at all. I think so. <clears> okay. Communism is the fucking devil, right? So, but now that we know okay. my political stance, can Curse. you tell me how that has? But do we know to... your political stance? It's really easy to say that you're not a Marxist, but you know, do we really know? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, well, you're a complete stranger. Well, well, you're, you're saying a bunch of stuff about colonization and all this other propaganda nonsense. Well, yeah, because I'm from Ecuador. I'm from Ecuador. I, I still speak Quechua, cool. right? Like, I speak yeah, Spanish. So, I speak Quechua. so like, I'm, I'm familiar with okay. colonization. Like, very oh, much, you? right? More than anybody else yeah. who's read this. What are we doing here? Why, Chris, what is your, what right. is anyone's point? Like, colonization, what's the what's the point? Like, subhumans colonization. Well, well, so, colonization well, is a buzzword used by, um, you know, South American Marxists to talk about the evils of the Catholic Church or the evils of the white oppressor. It's part of the oppressor oppressed narrative. And so I know, when we I'm, start I'm talking, saying, where are we going? Like, is this related to Israel yeah. at all? Or are we? Yeah, I mean, I think I think Chris needs to buy a trampoline because I think it went over his head. I said, I'm not going to say that this is a religious problem and that this is Christians are the devil and they're subhuman. That, I'm not going to say that. Right. Because I can recognize there's, there's like ample political and mo economical motivations to do that right but so when chris says stuff like oh yeah you know it's like a religious problem it's like like really like 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 really like it's it really is a religious like a religious problem if you knew anything about the history of the reason you would know that this was intentionally put there by all of the muslim countries there is no such thing as palestinians it's nonsense that they exist they do not you, exist. They are from Egypt. They are from Jordan. They are from all other surrounding Middle Eastern countries that were paid to go there. And they were paid to create this problem for the Jews after 1948. This is you're, it's, you're it's all pseudo-history describing, nonsense. You're, you're, you're describing, stop using man. You're describing political movements, right? You're just, you're, you're. I agree with what you're saying, 100. percent The Muslim right? Brotherhood is saying, a political yeah. movement that also has a religious narrative attached to it. It is an Islamic yeah, so, so movement, was the and you cannot so change. Was the you can, of America? No, you it wasn't. That is complete. Again, yeah, that's again. Right. So, like, if you'd so like to compare history, history sources, I'm happy to. Okay, Roland, yeah, well, take a minute and finish your point, and then Chris will respond. No one, everyone is worse for having this crosstalk. Roland, take a minute and respond, then Chris, you respond. Why am I saying Rowan? I mean Incan. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So Incan, the, take a minute. Uh, yeah, yeah. Get it all out. Yeah. So, so, so actually, the historical sources that I'm that uh, that I'm pointing out to are I'm even being charitable. I'm not even looking at the, the people that were born uh, from Spanish and uh, Incan descendants, right? I'm looking at 
specifically from Spaniards, right, from the perspective, right? And so their idea is that they are, you know, converting these people to, to, to God, right? And even then, I'm being very, very, very charitable by saying, yeah, they're just saying that, but I'm going to take out the religious point of it, and I just know it was for economical gain. I'm being extremely charitable, right? Because if I just took it from the source, I'd be like, yeah, this is horrible. Look at this religion. Look what it's doing, right? So if I can do that, right, if I can look at the source and be like, they're saying it's for religious purposes, but you know what? It's probably not. I think Chris can do the same thing too, right? Uh, unless you know he's going to claim that no, the Spaniards because it is it. the Spaniards oh, okay. did have a, they had a Catholic influence. Okay, take us a minute. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. Yeah, okay, there we go. So yes, it was a Catholic influence as part of the Inquisition. The Inquisition was part was of Christian. the Catholic Church. It was one third of the Catholic Church. And so when we talk about the motivations for um, the uh, for the brutal destruction of a lot of South American uh, people groups, there was two things going on. One was the, the forced conversion to Catholicism, which was a thing. The other one was like the horrendous acts that these people groups would do. Um, they weren't just like peaceful, you know, people living in the forest, you know, that were like, oh, you know, we're just, you know, over here peaceful. No, they were brutal murderers who constantly did human sacrifice so there are no good guys in that situation the incans were horrendous and needed to be converted to some sort of non-savage status um and the spaniards did are that you, and i don't i'm not sorry about confused, that you, are, are you getting confused with the aztecs i mean it's okay if you are both because, both you know, people groups sacrifice. the incans and the aztecs had human sacrifice yes. it's documented Let's check in with okay. Sean real quick. Sean. What's up, Sean? Are you speaking? <laughs> no. Hello, oh, no, hello. Sean. Hang on. Uh, one second. Um, I meant Apostle Sean. We'll come back to other Sean right after that. <laughs> Apostle Sean. <clears throat> uh, Apostle Sean. Are you speaking? I muted myself. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Let me say, uh, let me say this. When I hear um, folks talk about colonization, when you invade somebody else's territory and change their complete culture, it is colonization. Especially when you take over the economics, the commercial. That is colonization. It's not a, it's not a made-up thing. The United States was called the colonies at one time. And you had to bow down to England. So colonization is real. Ask those Africans over there how they felt about the French taking over their land. How they felt about the Dutch taking over their land. And then you're going, then you're going to tell me that colonization wasn't a real thing? <laughs> Ask them, folks. I, I, I think you might get a different perspective. Uh, Thank was you. That for, was that for Chris? Because I, mean, I, I mean, I guess I'd say colonization is a real thing where it's a real thing. Um, but uh, other Sean, uh, what's up, other Sean? <laughs> no, my only thing is when they talk about colonization and, and America, and you know that coming over here and discovering America, it, it kind of like boils my blood because it, it, it is history. It did happen. You know, there's there's you know stories both sides. Like you don't even know what America was like back then. You don't know if if America was just the you know Texas and you discovered more of it. They've been discovering land or whatever, you know. The in my personal opinion, 
it, it comes down to like you can't like know exactly what was occupied and what was taken. Like to say like they came over here and just like mass slaughtered. It, it didn't happen that way. And you even had like tribes, like Indian tribes, joining the side of the uh, of the the people coming, like the the the, uh, the people coming here, siding with them because they were fighting. They wanted you know they wanted war with the other Indians, like. It just becomes like diluted, and people just put their own opinion on it and don't actually follow the facts. Sean, what are you talking yeah, I mean, about, Sean? Like, Sean, like, like, I'm, I'm sorry, this would be really quick. Hey, Sean, there's like multiple historical like you know, accounts, even from like people that are remaining. Like, for example, the Spaniards like wrote down like like the alliances that they made, right? Which you're saying some of it is right, right? Like the Incans were right off, uh, so like a civil war, right, with uh, Atahualpa, right? But, but like to say, like, we don't even know what happened, was discovered. Like, you know, there's lots of remains of like of battles. There's a lot of historical documents. And this is the type of like cultural erasure that like, you know, that you hear like a lot of indigenous people talk where it's like, we, we don't even know. Let's live it. We don't even we do know. Hey, Inca, we do know Inca. very much. So one question. Yeah, again. You're trying to say that that Native Americans owned from corner to corner to corner to corner. They owned every single every single acre of land all in America. They, they, they had it all. You're trying to tell me that? No, no, Sean. I'm not saying that every piece of grass is accounted by Indian feet. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying the amount of, like, places where they lived and the places they were pushed out, like, come on. They were, like, the, Az the Aztecs and the Incans, right? Like, that's, like, entire empires, right? Like, they were taken over, right? There's, like, lots of, like, uh, there's a lot in North America. There's lots of tribes that, you know, like, Trail of Tears, the Apache that actually, like, fought, like, till the last. You know, this is like documented, right? Do we know at least in North America, like I guess what you're talking about, like where they got pushed out? There's like government treaties, documents, and stuff. So like, no, I'm not saying they owned every acre of land, but we know exactly where we pushed them out. You, you know, so I, I don't know why you're making it like, oh, it's a mystery. Like, who knows? Let's ignore these historical documents by our own government, right? Like, uh, I, don't, I mean, where are you getting at, Sean? <laughs> well, I, mean, I guess I, I guess something I guess something that is worth saying is you know who didn't colonize. Uh, Native American tribes typically did not colonize other Native American tribes. They just fought to the death. Um, so, I mean, I guess, you know, colonization... No, they did colonize. They, no, 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 they did colonize. The Incans were, like, the biggest empire of, of North and South America, and they did colonize, right? They, but the way they did, it's kind of like kind of like how the okay. Romans did it, right? Oh, okay, yeah, okay, so okay, okay. So, oh, okay, so fair. To say it was never done, okay, my bad. Um, but to the actual point I was making, like the Comanches and, uh, you know, like the Comanches and uh, who was it, the... Iroquois? Was it Iroquois? Or anyways, but the... Uh, Amer <clears throat> Maybe. Whoever it was, it was like the Comanche and... Was it Cherokee? Anyways, the point is, the Native Americans who did not colonize fought each other to the death. So, I mean, you know, colonization at least, uh, you know, on, on like, even when the Native Americans, like you said, um, would colonize, um, at least it was to, you know, bring them in as part of the empire, even though surely there was wars fought. But, you know, there was a lot of people who didn't care about colonization and absorbing them. They just murdered everyone. So, you know, I mean. Well, not true. A lot of the, the like, the, the way that we have government also is based off the Iroquois League, which is a league of different nations that have agreed to have peace, right? There's lots, a lot of, like, peaceful, like, negotiation between land, right? Which is why you don't see the Incans, like, advancing northward and whatnot. So there's lots of evidence of that. So you don't, so, like, I, I don't know where there's this idea where they're, like, hold on goodness my point is made all i need is one example of which there are tons of examples 
all I need is one example of, you know, tribes fighting tribes to the death. That's all I need. That's the only point. So as long as we can, you know, not be completely liars and say, okay, yes, that happened. The point is, if people say colonization is always bad, um, or, you know, colonization is the worst thing that could happen, well, murdering tribes without colonization or peaceful treaties um, is, is equally bad, or I would dare say worse. That, that's the only point I'm making. So, you know, the, the people who didn't colonize, sometimes they just straight up murdered everyone. Okay. Um, Chris, you were saying something, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's just, again, it's like, it's, it's an attempt to draw a moral equivalency between Hamas and Israel. Um, yeah, oh, Israel, about Israel. It's the, back to that. yeah, it's the oppressor-oppressed narrative. Israel is the oppressor. Palestine is the oppressed. Therefore, we must side with Palestine. This is, again, this Marxist nonsense uh, take on the entire situation that has infected the American Academy and the American press. And it needs to be pushed back against. And again, I will repeat my statement. Everyone who thinks that Palestine is the oppressed, they need to check themselves. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's, like, it's kind of crazy, right? It's like, how could you not, how can you not with clear eyes, like see that, like <clears throat> even in a microcosm, if you want to say, you know, poor, poor Palestine, because Israel's so big and large and powerful. Okay, zoom out a little more. You've got like countries all around them that hate them. And together, they're way more powerful. Um, I, I mean, you know, you could argue like, I don't know, like nukes and stuff like that. But I mean, in populace, there are way more people and Israel is a little guy. So if people want to like say, you know, just stop there at like a, a two time zoom out and be like, Israel's so much bigger than Palestine. They're, they're the bullies. It's like zoom out a little further and Israel is the only place uh, you know, where it's like a Jewish nation state. Amen, brother. Amen. And, it's a small Amen. and it's a very, very small one. So when you look at the, the world surrounding them, who increasingly hates them, so either people are calling for their outright eradication or at least uh, calling for like boycotts and hostile towards them, um, it, it's just insane that people don't get that. And it's either just because they are so stupid and they, quote, they like support the current thing, so whatever that is, um, you know, the ones that have a thousand jab pictures in their profiles or I support Ukraine and all this crap. They're those people that are just like whatever the current deal they're told to do is. Uh, they do that. Um, or it's a spiritual thing because, you know, this just has to happen. Yeah, no, I'm not trying to make a moral equivalency. Let me just be clear. But I'm just trying to like point out how it's not just like religious based. Like it'd be. It it just be like you know dumb to like not be able to see the political side. But terrorism is horrible. The way that the uh, that Palestine is ruined for their cause, morally reprehensible. And uh, I, mean, I just it's it, it's harsh to see like this being like though like like this whole like when people try to reduce it to like or make it like a religious thing. It's like dude, religion is used for like politics whenever they want, right? But not to not be able to see that, but like to be charitable with your own re religion, right? Or things that are associated with your religion. And now with the other, it just makes the problem, like, you know, more difficult to see, right? Like, like obviously, well, I'm not going to blame colonization on Christians. Like, obviously, there's economical gain. People are always greedy. People are always going to use religion to move others to do things that are horrible. And we can talk about that without having to say, oh, it's a religious thing, right? So I don't like, you know, like, pseudo, like, social. Uh, I'm sorry. I wasn't ready for the pseudo, like, this at Chris, my bad. But, you know, like, that's well, what I'm trying to say. It's like, we can, we can condemn them without to be like, well, this is a religious thing. Well, it's, we can it's, it can, I mean, it can also be an all of the above thing. Like, you know, I think power consolidation is, is I think that's the thing no one's talk, no one's really talking about. 
but that very well could be one of the major reasons for the kickoff of this initial thing. Like, you know, it's who backed them. Why did they back them? Are there any like, you know, Benedict Arnold's um, either in some governments or at the top of the governments? Like, is this an effort to you know diminish freedoms of the citizens? Or that's usually what it is when something like that happens and there's like an inside player from someone like supposedly an ally or, you know, even the government itself, it's usually to limit freedoms or consolidate power. So, um, you know, could it be something like that? I don't know, but I mean, it's, it's yeah, worth so. keeping, it's worth keeping that in the forefront. Um, but I think, you know, let, let's get a little, a little, a little more nice Christian Can I say something too? Can I say something too? Uh, yeah. What, one second. I was about to get nice Christian for a minute. So I, I think what we can all agree on, or I mean, if there's Christians, um, we should be able to agree on, um, well, before the nice Christian, like ultimately, wherever the immediate evil is, like whoever, forget governments, whoever the immediate aggressor, like raping, beating, breaking bones, murdering people, torturing people, that person needs to be immediately stopped. Um, however, that happens. Being a nice, good Christian, I would love it if they had a chance to repent. Yes. Does that mean Hitler could even go to heaven? Yes. If Hitler truly repented, you may see him in heaven. The chances of that happening are like negative a lot. Um, but in theory, yes, if he did, you'll see him there. Um, but he probably didn't. So, you know, even these people doing the most disgusting things to other humans, it would be nice if they repented, recognized their error of the ways before a bomb fell on their head or whatever, you know, the country deals with, however the countries deal with um, them. Um, so that would be a thing. God is willing, uh, you know, not willing that all, all sh doesn't want all to come to perish. Ah, but all to come to repentance. That is, you know, it's like Second Peter, even though I'm butchering it. It may be hard to find. God's not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. So that would be my ultimate hope. Uh, peace, repentance. Um, first so Timothy 2. What's Second Peter, right? I'm sure. No, First Timothy 2. Okay, I'm going to check. Maybe it says in Second. Who would have two. all <laughs> men to be saved and come to the, to the knowledge of the truth. Yeah. It yeah, says, yeah. like, God is not willing that any perish, but all come to repentance. It says, who is not willing that any man should perish, but all should come into the knowledge of the truth. That's what it says. Okay, maybe that, I'm going to check that. Anyways, uh, Inkin, yeah, so to say it's not religious, um, or to say we ignore our own religion, whoever the we you're talking about is, uh, I think it's a little flawed. Like, you know, Christianity, it's like, you know, our, our religion, not what people do in the name of religion, but the religion says, you know, it, everyone should be shared the gospel. Uh, it would be great if everyone became a Christian and followed Christ. Uh, but if they don't, leave them to their fate. It's between them and God, and God will judge them. We go on to the next person. If another religion <clears throat> says, you know, kill the infidel, melt the fat from their bellies wherever you find them, and, uh, you know, destroy all these people, then it's kind of tough to say there's no religious component to that. There could be power grabs. There could be greed grabs. There could be any number of other things. But to say it's definitely not a religious one? That's really tough, um, you know, depending on the religion we're talking about. Um, Sean, did you say you wanted to say something? Was that you you? kind of hit the nail on the head there. So I'm not saying this whole conflict is only religious, but there is a huge religious factor in it. And, like, they just try not to be biased. They just try to, like, look at it on the outside looking in. Like, one group is literally grabbing random people, women, children, whatever, and, and you know, saying it's for Allah. Like, how is that not religious? You know, I mean... Yeah, you know, I don't want to. I want to see peace. You know, as a Christian, you know, you really hit the head, you know, nail on the head, Nathan. You know, as a Christian, we try to get you guys to the truth. You don't like it. You don't want it. Okay, say la vie. You know, um, and it, 
Sean, wait, wait, wait. I would like to read a scripture, the one I was talking about in 2 Peter 3, verse 9. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promises. Some understand slowness instead. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. 2 Peter 3, 9. That's also what I like about the New Testament is it is redundancy upon redundancy. So people are like, what if you're missing this book? What if this scripture is wrong? Great. You'll find a similar thing in plenty of other places, like Timothy that uh, Sean was talking about. But specifically, I was thinking 2 Peter 3, 9. But yeah, if we didn't have 2 Peter 3, 9, if it got ate by goats like parts of the Quran did, pieces be upon it, um, then you know we would still have Timothy or vice versa. If Timothy got eaten by a goat, we would still have Second Peter. So, uh, you know, that's one thing I do love about the Bible. It says the same message over and over and over again. So with someone who has an open, sincere heart and discernment, there should be no mistaking it. Uh, Incan, were you responding? Or Sean, go ahead. Yeah, I was quoting First Timothy 2.7, who would have all men to be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get, like, I think that's, like, uh, the words of like Muhammad, I forget in like in what place, and then before he was saying like, oh, bring them, but you know, teaching them, and then it's like by sword and whatnot. Like, yeah, like I, I agree, like that's not good, but that's not practiced by most Muslims, and most Muslims will discount that with another text, you know. You mean except and for the that, ones murdering people and <laughs> doing that? I, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, as funny as it is, yeah, but you know, like, like for example, when when God's calling to action to do certain things and biblically, you'll be like, well. That was in this situation for this specific reason, and that's no longer, like you know, that's no longer applicable to us Christians that are under this. And so they'll hey, have their like. Can I ask you one question again, right? so, legit? I'm about to get off well, here. Can I ask you one question, and you can carry sure, on. Sure, man. I mean, all right. Sure, so this man, conflict I mean, right now, this conflict right now, I just want, I just want an honest answer. This conflict right now, yeah. you have two sides. Which side is saying I want to eradicate and wipe you off the face of the map? Which one's saying that? Oh, yeah, it's definitely, like, Hamas, which is, like, you know. Okay, that's it. That's yeah. it. I'm out of here. God bless oh, you guys. Okay. Good luck to everybody in the room. Okay, God bless yeah. you guys. And Don't hear a response, Sean. Be, all right, there we go. But, no, yeah, but, like, that, that's, like, that's, like, I, I don't know how to say this, but that's, like, normal from religions, right? Like, that's really normal. Like, atrocities made by, like, you know, public, they're really, like, you know, moved by religion, right? We can all agree the Inquisitions were horrible with their motivation for the people doing it. Like, well, this is better than going to hell, right? Like, this is definitely. If anybody gets to repent, like, yeah, they'll experience pain right now, but they won't do that for all eternity. Therefore, we're being really nice to them by saving them and sending them to God, right? I mean, yeah, like, if we're able to be like, okay, they just had a wrong understanding. That's not a real Christian. I mean, it's just much easier to have this conversation without just, you know, having, like, a perspective like, oh, it's just it's a Muslim thing, you know? You don't even have to, like, this is, like, no points for it. Islam at all, right? But just to make it this religious thing is just kind of like it, it, it's difficult. If you can't see how people get radicalized used by like you know religions being used as a puppet for it, and there really isn't much hope talking politics with you. Uh, let's see. Do we want to change the topic? I think we beat this one. Uh, Steph, can I coax you up? We talk about like butterflies and kittens. Well, yeah. Also, Nate, how did how did uh, how did um. Chris think I'm a liberal Marxist. Like one of my cars, it's like I have like a modified car on my PTR. Like that, that, that does that does that speak? I care about EPA. I I like vegans. I'm like I want my. I have my no kid. idea. I am not Chris's what? keeper. Uh, he's a I special think. special person. But I promise, Steph. Uh, what well, was the butterflies and kittens? 
I just thought of you killing Chris with with with. I just thought of you killing Chris with like a with like a stone right now because he said I'm not his keeper. Can <laughs> can enable reference. That's that's what I'm making. <laughs> uh, Steph, butterflies and kittens. Yes, please. Um, so your cat box. Your child was digging around in cat box stuff. Yeah, but do you really want to hear about that? It's probably about on par with what we've been having here for the past hour. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't want to make you run away again. So, you know, whatever you're good with. <laughs> I didn't run away. I was just hiding. I was hiding in the audience. Connie came down wow. there to keep me company. <laughs> we were we were having a good, peaceful time in the audience, pretending this wasn't happening. Is it the sensitivity of the topic or is it the positions taken by people that you're going to have to now defend? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, so I think that I have a problem with empathy where, so <laughs> this is going to sound like one of those job interview things. I'm so empathetic, no, but I have such an empathy problem that it leads to a lack of discernment. So when someone is speaking, I will put myself so much in their shoes that then it's very hard for me to step out of that place. Does that make sense? So when Abba was getting very heated, I was, I don't know, I had to just step out. I don't trust my own discernment at that point. Um, but also, I don't know. This is a horrible situation. And the reality is that pretty much probably every single person in this room is sitting either at a desk or on a couch in a building with some kind of climate control. Like we have the heat on, you know, we've all had breakfast. We're drinking our coffee. And there are women being raped and folded like pretzels and dragged naked through the street for their children to see. Um, I like me personally, I'm going to try to not have anything to say for a few months because it's just like, it's an incomprehensible horror that's happening to the Israeli people. Right. I, I don't know what else there is to say about it at this point. Yeah. And I, I get on one hand, like, how dare anyone who's not there speak on the other hand, you know, back off and take the win. Like, um, or if you're the side who's not getting support, well, I guess you have a problem with me from a world away. Um, but I mean, it's not hard to, I don't know, to, to read stuff. Like the hardest thing is filtering out propaganda, but you know, to the empathy end, like if I, well, first of all, like if I was there, if me and my family was worth that conflict or any conflict or, you know, the coming conflict is probably going to be in America. Uh, in the not too distant future. Um, the first thing I will try to do, like when it hits the fan or the tea leaves, you know, seem like it's imminent is get me and my family and get the heck out of there. If we have to live in a tent, a cardboard box, like, you know, there are, there are things worse than not having AC. So I want to be as far away from like conflict, conflict as possible. Um, so that, that's the position. Like if I was there, I, I like to think I would have tried my darndest on either side of the fence to get out of there. And if someone's like preventing me from doing it, try anyways. I, I don't know. Um, so I mean, to say like, we can't talk, it's just kind of like how, you know, women will say men can't talk about abortion or, you know, other people, you know, will say like people of color will say people not of color can't speak about their issues. It's like, look, we, we all have different unique experiences. Everyone has a unique different life, but to say we are prevented or barred from, from speaking on something that we can very well have accurate knowledge of, it may not be a specific experience, but we can read a paper. We can watch a, a satellite view. We can, uh, you know, see live streaming stuff 
of what's going on in the area, and we can make comments about that that are accurate and helpful. Um, so anyway, yeah, no, that's what I, I think. Yeah, I, I'm not, I didn't mean to say that you shouldn't be talking about it, that no one should be talking. People have feelings, people are watching. Oh, I wasn't like, talking about you. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure like people can talk about it. Of course. Like We're my husband friends. was listening for a few minutes and then he was listening at the point where Abba said, if you're not Israeli or Palestinian, don't weigh in. And then Chad said, okay, but American tax dollars have been paying for Israel's defense for how long? Like Americans who pay taxes can weigh in by his own did, criteria. Did, right? Did Chad, hear my re- did Chad hear my response? Does he still think I'm a Christian? Do you yeah. still think Nate's a Christian? I don't think you heard enough of what you said. <laughs> I, mean, I, I have no idea what that means. But... <laughs> Nate said some ratchet stuff. I'll fill you in later. Oh, okay. um, I mean, there was no cursing or anything. I mean, you know, I got a little heated because the guy's like, censor yourself. I'm like, no. Nate was kind of like, this. obliterate the other and then it'll be done. And then that got... There's an argument for it. I mean, Chad is shrugging and he's saying, yeah, you have a point. Not, not necessarily a here. You know, um, it's, a, it's a mess. Yeah. So, I mean... At the end of the day, I here's where I stand, right? Is that terrorism is terrorism. There's a long history of it. American, I mean, the whole world has been victim to it at this point. Uh, it's kind of like we're sitting there going, oh, let's give them another chance enough time. The, the, I mean, Islam is a horrific religion, okay? If you can read their own documents. And it's exactly, you just quoted the thing about melting the fats off their bellies. It's like, that's, this is what they teach and this is what they raise their children on. And we have one flavor of Islam in America that's very Americanized, which is like, yeah, this is just our culture. And and we don't really, you know, it's kind of like the cultural Christian. Like, we don't really know the context of what things were happening in the Old Testament or why God said this or whatever. So our friends in America who are Muslim are not like this is not the same. The religion is horrific. It's horrific. And so this is a whole other, like, these are people who do know what the book says and who live by it and who are all too happy to die by it in the most violent way possible because that's what they're taught to do. You know, it just so makes me, that's just what it is. Well, it just makes me incredible skeptic, incredibly skeptic of anyone who's a Muslim because their own, their own book, you know, says how they can deceive. Like, you know, they can practice takia and like deceive people for, for Allah's good. Um, and then whenever some of them uh, will say, no, that's a misinterpretation. We don't interpret it that way. It's like, but how do I know if this is the time you really think it's a misinterpretation or if you're deceiving me because your book says it. So it's like on its face, mm-hmm. like, you know, that part, it's like there is no way around that where I can like legitimately like ever fully trust someone who says they are a Muslim because it's like, well, are you just telling me this because you really believe it? Or are you telling me this because you're deceiving me? Um, and, and then it's like, well, how many Muslims like, you know, wouldn't, would never uh, hurt, a, hurt a person. How many Muslims would never actually like kill someone, um, who wasn't like them, but they still hold that same spirit in their heart because, you know, they believe like, well, yeah, I believe, you know, this is the way this is how it's supposed to be, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to kill anyone. But then whenever someone else does, like how many, how many Muslims that you would think are like good people are secretly like in their heart, like cheering uh, Hamas on right now for what they've done. And it's like, man, I, there's no way to know. So I'm just super skeptical. Yeah, that's a little tricky, right? Because So that's the line of thought I, I wouldn't subscribe to. Uh, and part of this could be because I'm in New York, you know, I've lived in and grown up in. That's my child. It's fine. She's normal. Um, I've lived in. <laughs> 
I've lived in and grown up in very diverse areas. I have Muslims in my neighborhood. There are Muslim families at my school. Like this is, so, so you really can't, you really can't like go down the road where you start thinking like, oh my gosh, they hold to this culture. They might. I, I think that most of them are very shocked by what the book teaches, right? Like uh, my daughter has this little friend uh, and her name is Terme. I think that's very popular. Anyway, they're, they're Muslim, right? But she's eight, she's an eight-year-old little girl. Her mother is studying here at Cornell. They're very sweet. Um, I don't, I, I can make a judgment call about this family, right? I love this family. My daughter loves this little girl. So it's like, I can sit here and, and be afraid. Like, what are the conversations like when they're watching the news at 8 p.m. when no one else is around, right? That's something that I'm not privy to and I'm not supposed to be privy to. And they could be saying that this is just and, and you know, hooray Allah and, and all this. But at the end of the day, they're in my community. They're good members of our neighborhood. Their daughter is a good friend to my daughter. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, you can't really go down the road of being like, oh, they have this. Li-. I don't think they know. I think for them, it's a cultural thing. And I would have to sit down with them and interview them on theology. But how many Christians have you run into who, if you say, hey, what do you think about when Isaiah said this? And they're like, I didn't even know Isaiah said that, but they're still a Christian. It's it's almost like that same kind of, there's so many levels that someone who claims Islam as a culture or even as a faith can have that I don't think it's quite fair, especially in America, to go around and say like, oh, this person is like secretly supporting the terrorists. I don't know. Maybe. Well, no, and I'm not saying that either because, I mean, there are, you know, like there's one, one Muslim guy who was probably the wrong type of Muslim, so I haven't heard from him in a really long time. But there was one Muslim guy, you know, I used to know from from these rooms that, you know, I, I would have felt very comfortable being his friend. I, I really believed what he had to say. Um, so, no, I don't think all Muslims are like that. My thing is how do you know which Muslims are like that? Uh, so it's like, you know, kind of shields up. Like, no, I'm sure there are plenty of Muslims who are, you know, kind, good-hearted people and would never hurt a fly and would be appalled by this stuff happening. Um, but how do you know who is who? Um, by the rest of their life, right? So I mean, if maybe, we had... except it's like, well, it's part, of, it's, it's part of like the Takia thing, right? It's like, you know, you go along to get along if you're outnumbered. If you're in the majority, then things can change. So it's like, if you're in a if you're in a majority Muslim Islamic country, and you are not a Muslim, see how you're treated, and that will be a better indicator of people's true colors. Because if you're in a Muslim minority and Islam does not have a, a place of, of power, that's that's when it's super sketchy. Because it's like you know, the, the, I mean, they're they could w- very well be acting because their religion tells them you know to go along and get along essentially if they're outnumbered. But when sure. they are in control, that's when you'll really see. So that's why European nations are beginning to see that they need to limit uh, immigration, right? Because they're starting to see vi- increases in violence in certain sects. And, uh, in, in, it almost sounds like, mean change- to say we told them so, right? Well, right. Yeah. But th- they're starting to put limits for this exact reason, you know? But you know, it's like in America... We have a long way to go before we start. And I know that there, all it takes is one, right? Like the, the 9-11 attacks were two pilots. So that wasn't like, I know they were supported and had training and it was a long, like there's all that other stuff, but it only took two people to do all that damage really, right? Or four, I don't know, maybe they had two on each plane. And then there were all the other planes. So, you know, we're not, I'm not saying that one person can't do a lot of damage. I'm saying that even by your own metric, it's like this one family in my neighborhood, even if they're cheering on, Hamas in front of their TV. It's like, okay, I, that would be horrible. I hope they're not. 
but I can't treat them as though they are right until I have evidence otherwise, because right now they are outnumbered. Now, if in my little rural town that I live in now, we all of a sudden had 300, um, you know, Muslim immigrants, then we'd have a question of like, okay, uh, what do we do? How, how much are they? And I'm not saying we should restrict them, but it's like, what's the behavior going on? Are we starting to see protests? Are we starting to see like we're seeing in European countries increases in violent crime? Then how do you react? But the danger here is that our grandparents remember in World War II when Pearl Harbor was attacked and then the Japanese were rounded up. And so many of the, and that was the, the idea, right? Is like, we don't know who has ties to home. We don't know who's spying. We don't know who's been in this country one generation or three. And so they just, there were like millions of innocent people who were red-blooded, God-fearing Americans who were Japanese who went to camps. So that's somewhere in there, we have to figure it out. And unfortunately, often that costs lives, right? Like 9-11 would have been prevented if we had just rounded up all the Muslims, I guess. And then out of the millions of Muslims, those four would have been somewhere and everyone would have been saved. But you can't function that way. Yeah, it's like you have, I mean, you have to be vigilant. And I, I, I don't know, right? Like you, I, I guess just like be vigilant, be on guard. I mean, you know, the Bible kind of says the same thing. But like Michael says, you know, he lives in the Netherlands, works in a liquor store, and he has Muslims intend- intimidating him to close the store since it's haram. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, the way I, I, I mean, it's kind of like peace through strength, right? It's like you have the biggest stick uh, <clears throat> and you have the, you know, you have the responsibility to not just like wield it irresponsibly and just like go, go massacre everyone. But it's like, you know, if you have the biggest stick, kind of like, you know, America had for the longest time, now we're falling behind. But it's like peace through strength. It's like, look, we have bigger bombs. We can end planet Earth if we want. So play nice. And that traditionally has worked in a lot of places, except where we we don't wield that stick responsibly. And through backroom deals or showing weakness in leadership or whatever, um, you know, we have other stuff. But on a personal level, I think the same thing. Like, you know, if everyone it's like why the Japanese didn't want to invade America. They're like. We're all going to die. It's like there's there's a gun behind every blade of a grass because, you know, they thought we were a bunch of crazy Americans with guns everywhere. And they were right. Um, but now, since people are trying to restrict that because they don't like guns um, or they want the power for themselves and armed security that we pay for, um, they're, they're trying to limit the Second Amendment. And as a result, more and more people are turning against guns, especially like, you know, wokish people in urban areas. The guns are bad. Ew, we don't want guns. And then they get shot, and they're like, oh, why did we get shot? Because you didn't have a gun, and the other guy did. So it's never going to eliminate everything completely. But, I mean, you know, as a person, uh, do what you need to do to protect you and your family. And if people know, like, wow, I'm not going to I'm not gonna go, like, intrude on that house. Like, I'm not going to go try to mess with them because they're a formidable defense. Versus, oh, um, that sign that says, "Gun, we don't have any guns here, or guns are bad. Like, yeah, I'm going to go to that place. So I don't know. I guess be prepared to go on offense if you need to. And a lot of times, if people know that, that's all the reason they need to not make you use it. So what was yeah, it? Teddy, was I, it Roosevelt said, carry a like speak softly and carry a big stick. That was Roosevelt. Yep, exactly. Um, and that's Teddy, not the wimpy one. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's. Um, I think you have a really good point. And that's the thing is staying unified with your community and showing strength and, you know, and maintaining your own culture, right? Like protecting and maintaining your own culture. And then it gets tricky because you don't want to alienate people in your community. It's just watch out for each other, be strong and 
the the change that's going to happen like someone is asking in the chat what's the you know what's the answer when jesus in the middle returns. East? That's yeah the when jesus returns at this point right because these kinds of changes these like horrific like history lot thousands of year old these have to happen with an entire generation and it ha it takes like three generations where the grandparents generation that has these experiences and these memories dies out and then the grandchildren know nothing about it right like look at the impacts of slavery still on modern america slavery formally ended in the mid 1800s that was what five generations ago maybe six depending oh so and it's still there's still impact. So it takes so long for this kind of thing to end. Um, yeah, that's yeah. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I'm just like looking through Facebook stuff and like, yeah, it's like you know a two thousand year old. Oh, what was it? Where was it? Um, it's like a two thousand year old coin was just discovered like by the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. It's like tell me again how Jews didn't occupy Israel, um, or how how they just occupy the land. But um, well, let me just read this. What is my problem today, 2,200-year-old coin discovered by Temple Mount in Jerusalem. <clears throat> Tell me again, just how did Israel occupy its own land? And, you know, we see stuff like that all the time. So, like, archaeology, right? Like, how many times we find, like, there was something I, I read a few weeks ago, but, like, something from David. Like, it was an inscription of a coin um, from, like, King David. And it's like, yeah, how did these people not live here? So people want to act like it's, like, 19, what was it, 48, 47, when, like, they say Israel became a country. But it's not it's it's because, you know, stuff happened over time. But it's not like that's not their land. So, like, they've always been there. Uh, well, you know, ever since they've always been there, like Old Testament times. So anyways, to say, well, no, no, it just became a country. Oh, my gosh. That's like what people say. Jesus never existed. Jesus only existed 2000 years ago when he's when he was born. Wow. What an interesting parallel. It's like, no, Jesus didn't just exist when he was born as a human. He has always existed. So it's like Israel didn't just start existing in like the 1940s. Like Israel has always existed. Huh. I think I'm going to use that. What do you think, Mir? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, just starting yeah. out. <laughs> Any other thoughts? I mean, there's not much to say. Israel tried defense in every which way possible. When they got rocket attacks, they built an iron dome. When they got tunnel attacks, they tried to search out each tunnel. I mean, this is not the first conflict. They're, they're, the sophistication of this attack was overwhelming the security system and going back to barbarism and rounding people up door to door. So there is no dealing with Hamas anymore. They must be eliminated. Obviously, You're the next not, question um, is who takes over? Uh, you no, uh, you're in America, right? I'm in America. I'm in America. Do you have like lots of, of family in Israel? I have some family in Israel, not lots. I lived I lived there as a student for close to <clears> three <throat> years. I, I never served. I'm not like connected in any way like that. I, I just wonder like My if you've heard from like any family or anything, like if they're if they're talking about like um you know, was the intelligence failure or is like there um I don't know, is there any like talk i wonder from people like in israel like you know was it like you know they keep saying it's it's their 9-11 and i'm like <clears throat> in death count and stuff like that yeah but do they think it's their 9-11 as far as like now all like all the stuff that's come out like how it was basically our own government screwing us over at the expense of thousands of our citizens like is i, I wonder for well, the people in israel if they're talking about that yet and like did our government screw us to like get power or make political moves 
Well, I didn't talk to anyone because I couldn't talk yesterday. So on an international phone call to whisper through the phone. Um, so I didn't talk to like people. But but from what I've been reading, the the complaints are, and this 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 complaint has happened before, an over reliance on technology and not old school, just like troops on the ground. So they overwhelm the system by a barrage of rocket attacks and then hand gliders, which are almost impossible to uh, track technologically, which took out the lookout points. So by the time there was a response, there was already murderers and villages door to door. So the air superiority, like you know, all the technological advances don't work when you got to weed people out door by door. And it's just, just, which Israel is really, really good at. They have, they, they go and they arrest people and have very, very low college casualties, but to get it down to the Southern communities. And when there were 22 under attack in one shot and to do that, it took a very long time. And as we know, there'll be about 900 dead by the time they managed to get it into control. So they're not talking about like the government um, screwing up in that way. They're talking about like an over-reliance, a comfort. Also, Hamas has been very quiet for the last two years. In the last conflict, when Islamic Jihad was firing rockets, Hamas was the one that brokered the peace, which was a de facto Israel recognizing them as a legitimate leader of the enclave, which which was new. So there was this false sentiment of hitting a new era, which obviously turned out to be a big mistake. So again, I, I, I haven't spoken to people, so but that's what you're asking, but I haven't been here re- reading people you know, it took a while until the, until the 9-11 conspiracies came out of the woodworks, too. But it was a security failure. That's just, that's just for sure true. <laughs> and now we just have to figure out how. And, and now, yeah, like by 9-11 conspiracies, like, yeah, now it's just like, you know, factual, proven, correct news reporters. Unless, unless, wait, do we not, do we not think that? Um, if you're asking me if I think there are questions that the 9-11 Commission didn't answer, yeah, if I think that Bush did it himself for some massive conspiracy, I mean, I don't trust our government to have a two-car parade. I don't think they're capable of yeah, a massive somewhere, conspiracy. I, I, yeah, I so, always so, attribute failures before conspiracy. Yeah, somewhere in between there. Um, not everything exactly as it's reported, and not the government being totally amazing and perfect in everything they do. Somewhere in between there. Like, you know, like you see like the, uh, what, like building, building seven and stuff like that. How like, you know, it has all like the secret documents and they just realize like, what, it's like a trillion dollars went missing. And it's like the next day the building fell. It's like, that's gee. way too fast for that to make any sense to be a conspiracy. Like the next day they managed to pull off 20 hijackers. and But yeah, I mean, there's still, the, there, there's who know, there's still like the who the unknowns right so it's like well you know did did they have did they have a month like did they have like did they have years like you know did they i don't know did someone know this was coming and they're like okay well we know this is coming so now's what we've been waiting for oh this was just discovered great um now we have our answer like who knows like right you can go from like uh stuff we know isn't right that's like reported on like mainstream like mainstream news media um you know that's came out in the last 20 something years about it um that's just really sketchy. And you can have like the really crazy people um, who are like, it was project blue beam and those airplanes didn't exist. And you're like, what? And they're like the airplanes that you saw flying to a building that never happened. There were no airplanes. And people are like, bro, I was on the ground and I looked up in the air and saw a plane hit. They're like, no, it's project blue beam. And there was lasers coming down. And they're like, okay, I, I can't, I can't get there with you. So I mean, you know, you can go from like 
probably probably true stuff to man i can't get there <laughs> yeah always blame incompetence when it comes to government like the agencies just didn't talk to each other they didn't like, well, it's, it's always incompetence. I, I think now we're saying like it, it, i mean i mean now in recent times like our own government included uh, love your government i uh, <laughs> love you guys um it's incompetence or evil or like self-promotion so instead of incompetence, I actually think a lot more of it. It's like, you know, once you see like, you know, the like investment stocks, alliances, uh, personal gains, these people have uh, their policies, their personal policies, uh, things they've said in the past. And then you see some of this happening. It's like, how could anyone be so stupid to like do these things? Um, so, for example, it would be like Ukraine, right? It's like, how could we be so stupid to keep sending the money and realize it's being laundered and all this other stuff and weapons are going to other places. It's like, well, is it really stupid or do certain people want this to happen? And once you, once you like kind of think, Oh, well maybe they want it to happen either for, they have a reason to invade or they have a reason to boost military stocks or stuff like that. Just like now, like in oh, goodness, like have you seen like the thing that's come out um, of all, all the Congress people, um, who recently in the last like three weeks in like bought tons of military stock, uh, like BlackRock and all this other stuff. And now, you know, Gaza happens. It's like, did all these people just get the same idea to think, Hey, let's buy tons of military stock. Um, coincidentally, or did maybe they read the tea leaves or did they know something was going to happen? Um, it's just odd. Right. And it's like, are they that, are, are people that incompetent? Or are they just really lucky or are they, you know, evil and they don't care about what's right. They just want to further their own ends. So, you know, throw it, throw it at artboard, go hit some, you'll miss some. But to say it's like all because they're good and just stupid or all because they're power hungry and greedy. Um, it's a mix and match. Well, I think they are stupid and power hungry. I just also think they're incompetent. So throw that in. Do you think any of them could be what you would call evil? All we need is one. Well, well, evil is a hard word to define. If you if very you bad, a, no. But if you see no, I was gonna, if you see a, a homeless man starving and you don't give the person a dollar and go and buy a cup at Starbucks, I mean that's psychopathy at some level, and many, many, many people do it. So there's always a level of like ambivalence. If your job is to make blood calculations day after day after day, you're gonna fall to some level of ambivalence, and very quickly hit the side of evil. So do I think some government 100%? When does it fall into laziness, into cover-up? It's usually cover-up. So, yeah, you know, that's where it gets well, really, really murky. Yeah, I guess I would say, so if someone warns you of an impending attack and you're the only one that knows it, instead of telling people, you buy stock in a company, so when it happens, you make money. Would we say that's evil? I'd say that's evil. Yeah, but I, I would say that's probably somewhere less than that. Let's say you've been warned of an attack and you can't tell someone because of yada, yada, yada. You might like the reason, not like the reason. And then you go home that night and you say, well, I might as well make money off that. So is that evil? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't go to the full, like, you know, line of scrimmage of well, evil. It's well, yeah, you can, have, you can have all of that. Yeah. So for that right. person, we're not talking about them. For the, the scenario I mentioned, yeah, I'll say that's evil. They can't right, tell I someone, think... they should tell someone, they know they should tell someone, but if they do, they're not going to make bank. So instead, they let lots of people die so they can get paid. I'm going to say that. Yeah, easy. that's super evil, but I think mostly it's the other way, or at least starts off. And once you do that a couple of times, 
you get to convince yourself you can't tell anyone or something like that. Like, I don't, I don't think sure, the average person gets elected. Follow, I think there's lots yeah. of people that fall in that group. So you see how you can like get there. I mean, you constantly making blood calculations. You can fall into evil pretty quickly. So yeah. Yeah, I'm not making Steph, excuses for that. I'm just saying I could understand how the progression goes. Uh, Steph, where do you stand? Uh, pro evil. Had to toggle back. Um, yeah, I, I'm more concerned about the stink bug infestation. Does anyone know how to get rid of stink bugs? Because that's my oh, current cool. problem. Florida would not be worse than this. <sighs> They're everywhere. No, I'm anti-evil, <laughs> but these kinds of like hypotheticals, it, it gets so ridiculous. There's no way. You don't know what you would do or what would be evil unless you were in that situation. What if you couldn't tell somebody? Would that be evil? I mean, I don't know. Probably. I try to be anti-evil, but do any of us actually succeed at this? I mean, I probably do evil stuff every day that I don't even realize till later. Fun thing, I was, I was watching Billions, and is that evil? But I was watching Billions, and that was one of the plots. It's like this guy was in 9-11, but he was like out of the building that day. And so so he you know just happened to be out of the building because he was like quitting the company. But um, then 9-11 happened, and while like he hurried and bought a bunch of stock and became a billionaire overnight. Um, and then he set up scholarships and like did all the stuff for like his coworkers and his families and bought them houses and like took care of them, set up college funds, all this stuff. But then they found out and everyone turned against him uh, for making money. He's like, what? Like, I wasn't in the building. Like, do you want me to die too? He's like, I, I wasn't Wait, in the he building. Knew what? He didn't know. Uh, he, he just wasn't in the building when it happened. And yeah. uh, so then uh, whenever it happened, he's like, oh, crap. Um, what do I do? So he went and bought a bunch of stocks and became a billionaire. Off that track, he was getting like, fired. Not based on. Well, he shorted a bunch of stocks because he knew that they were about to collapse. Yeah. So he quickly monetized off it and started a massive hedge fund that made billions. And when he got caught, they instead of covering it up, he just said, "Yeah, I did that." Because he was getting fired. That was the, like he was he wasn't a good employee. But after yeah. that, he was a billionaire. <laughs> so, Wait, so he, and then getting, he said, so he used inside information to liquidate his portfolio, and that it didn't make it clear that it was inside information or he was in the right place at the right time. They left that kind of vague, at least the way I saw. You're it. overanalyzing this fictional TV show, Steph. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought this was a real thing. Sorry. No, 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 no. The TV show thing. Billions. No, this was oh, a real show. Okay. I care less. He's now. the yeah. he's the actor <laughs> from Homeland. And he's, um, I, I couldn't stand him on Homeland. I like him a little bit better in Billions. I know what neither of those shows are. Hmm. Homeland started off as, which was him, was a captured U.S. Marine who turns and, like, basically Stockholm Syndrome. And then gets released, and uh, well, not released, but they set up a rescue purposely, and that's the first three seasons of like the U.S. finding out and figuring out that he's a mole, and then by the end, it's just like all of the all the Taliban are just misunderstood. Like by season seven, it's just like the Taliban are really good people. Like you just watch the progression of America go crazy. <laughs> hey, Mohammed, what's up? Hey, how are you? Long time. Uh, I was in a rehab for 14 days. Oh, are you cured? Uh, yes. Oh, wait, physical rehab or like addiction rehab? Uh, it, is, it is kind of like both. 
uh, uh, I take these nicotine pouches as well for that they used to smoke, but it has been eleven months. And also my mouth, I am I have a very loud mouth. I don't I I like to talk a lot and like to say the truth for what I know, what are the facts. Well, glad you're better, right? You are better. What? Are you better since getting out of rehab with whatever you were there yeah. for? You could say, but I have like, uh, like everyone eyeing me, and everyone like it is very uh, difficult for for me to explain to you. Okay. Everyone is eyeing eyeing me. Everyone is looking at me like to see if you do something wrong so they can attack you or, or... no like uh, they see something in me which i don't understand what it is well do you have a question about anything <sighs> you, uh, i really condemn the uh, what hamas did to uh, uh, to, um, to 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 the israelis but I also condemn what the, the Israelis have been doing to the to Gaza and, and West Bank for so many years. But I condemn the Hamas attacks on Israel. Steph, yeah. anything else to say is, about that? Is Steph like uh, Steph for Stephanie? Steph, what? Are you Stephanie? Your yeah. full name? Uh, Stephanie. You, 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 you. Do you know Daphne from Flint, Flintstone? Fred Flintstone. <laughs> Wrong show. Scooby Doo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Hey, hey, Sam, what's up? Hello. How are you doing? Hi. You want to talk um, about? No, but, look at the title. Uh, We're not talking about Israel or Gaza. Well, we kind of ended talking so, about it. So but do you have anything? Well, Nate, you're the Canadian, right? Me? No. Yeah. No. You're American. Yes. Okay. But your niceness tells me you're, uh, you have a little bit of Canadian inside you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what were you saying, Haytham? <laughs> your 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 positivity, you being nice, like in comparison. I was just people. asking what topic are you discussing now? Because uh, Steph has just said that we're not talking about Israel, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. So, what topic are you discussing? We don't have one, but I mean, I guess if you want to give a quick comment, I have to uh, run in just a few minutes. But yeah, yeah if you'd like to like... say anything uh, to Haytham. Free for all. Yeah, if you you wanna you wanna me talk about what's going on or question, comment, whatever you wanna say. Just someone say something.
yes, ask hey. any question. I'm ready. I have questions oh, no, for the hard oh, no, I have I, There may be a language barrier here. <laughs> uh, Mohammed, I, I got a movie. There's a lot of, I, I don't understand. Uh, Steph, help. I need, I feel, feel free to ask any question, to ask me any question, because I'm an Egyptian myself, so I understand what's going on firsthand in the region. Oh, I think I see. I, I was saying I typically don't have questions. It was ask a Christian. So people usually ask us questions. But are you saying you're, how close to the region are you? I'm Egyptian. I'm originally from Egypt. So where are you now? It doesn't matter, but I mean, I understand what's going on firsthand because I know the history of Egypt and the conflict because there has been a conflict between Israel and Egypt. You got to say, historically speaking, since the Six Days War, then the Yom Kippur uh, battle and October 1973 battle between Egypt and Israel and so on and so forth. So I, lots of things that um, I know of. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think, I mean, we've talked a, a very long time uh, about that then. Like, I, I think, um, yeah, I think those bases are probably covered um, in that regard. The general consensus is whoever is, like, killing and murdering innocent people, that's bad. Stop it. Well, uh, killing even an animal, you're going to think, is a serious crime. You're going to think, you're going to think killing an animal, even a wild dog, and so on and so forth, is even recommended for you to help them. You're going to say, but you should look at the whole image. You're going to say, you shouldn't uh, just focus on the response of atrocity. You're going to say, I mean, you should, look, you should look first. You should think about what Israel first. You're going to say, is it legitimate or not? You're going to say, how they came in the region, were they born and raised over there on the Palestinian lands or not? Are those Palestinian people innocent or not? Are they the landlords of that region or not? I mean, look at the details of the whole image, right? Yeah, I think we've been doing that a lot, which is kind of why no one wants to talk about it now. We've been doing this for like three hours. But no, I mean, we're probably going to disagree. But clearly, unless we don't like archaeology, Israel has been there. The Israelites have been there forever. Like there's like 5,000, 2,000, 8,000, maybe 8,000, 5,000, 2,000, 4,000 year old, like, Coins, images, pottery, architecture, like stuff dug up from like King David's time with inscriptions in the area. And they want to act like, well, it's only since like the 1940s Israel has existed. And it's like just because the state of Israel has existed since the 1940s does not mean the people have not been on that land forever. Like there's stuff they're still digging Wonderful. up that shows they were there. Wonderful. I have a video, a YouTube video, uh, where... Did you do you know Golda Meir? Golda Meir, do you know that woman? No. Golda Meir. Golda Meir is the first and the only female prime minister of is of Israel since since its foundation. You're gonna say you may look it up on uh, look her up on YouTube. Uh, this woman says in a video quote, you you may easily find it on YouTube. Uh, she said quote. Uh, before 1948, I was a Palestinian, and I carried a Palestinian passport on all my international travels. This woman was originally Ukrainian, born and raised in Ukraine, then she moved to the States. Then, you know, in 1936 or so, she immigrated to uh, Palestine. When it comes to Israel being existed all over the history and so on and so forth, 
Do you know another guy with the, pla the black patch on his eye, uh, whose name is uh, Moshe Dayan? You know that guy? Did you hear of him? Uh, Moshe so. Dayan. Anyhow, that, that guy, you, you may look him up on, on YouTube as well. That guy was a black patch on, on one of his eyes. Uh, he was the commander-in-chief of the Israeli army in 1967 and 1973, Yom Kippur battle between Israel and Egypt. Did you know that that guy was originally Egyptian, born and raised in Cairo, and his family house, his household house, is still intact in Cairo? So, I mean, uh, so those people, you said that those people have always uh, existed over there. They were born and... No, this is not true. There were a bunch of Jews who lived, who lived on the Palestinian lands, of course, before 1948. You got what I'm saying? And also there were, there have been Jews, many, many Jews in Egypt and so on and so forth, but they started massively flocking into Israel uh, in 1940s and so on and so forth. So uh, this is the point. Well, yeah, know? I think we just disagree because like what you just said about the Egyptian commander, like that, that kind of serves the point I would make that, you know, Palestine is a conglomerate made up of Egyptians and North Africans who found their way to that area on the land that is ancestral Israelites. So we're talking like in, in your point about the female prime minister from Israel, you brought up like a state border, like a, a state nation argument about her passport and she was a Palestinian or whatever. But my argument goes to a time before there was passports, like where it's always been their land. Like, you know, you're citing like, um, I don't know, a 60 to 70 year old, 40 year old, whatever passport. And I'm citing 4,000 year old archaeology that says these people were here. Like, it's not just like Jerusalem, like existed overnight. Like this stuff dates back forever, like thousands of years. And to say it didn't, and like the whole Levant, the whole area, like what, like Israel's like original borders. It, it should have been like from, it was like Egypt to Iran, like and all of Jordan. It was like a massive, massive area uh, that they biblically occupied, or that was the land, you know, that should, that, that was theirs, that they roamed. Uh, so to say it's not, I think is just disregarding history and setting up artificial borders and saying, well, these borders say that, you know, they existed before Israel. And since Israel, the state didn't exist, the country didn't exist until the 1940s. Uh, therefore they didn't exist. They're squatting on our land. That is just the other side of the aisle. Well, I, I didn't deny the, ex the existence of Jews over there on the Palestinian lands. I admitted it, you're going to be saying, and Jews also existed in Egypt and everywhere and so on and so forth. But the, the point is, they were a minority, you're going to be saying, and there were Muslims as well and Christians. Bo Jesus, peace and blessing be upon him, was born and raised where? On, you know, on the Palestinian lands, because he was a Jew himself, and Christians also were abundant. I just want so to get you, noted so if you that give, I refute that so hard. <laughs> no, I, mean, I do not believe so, Jesus my, was born my, on Palestinian lands. Well, well, this is your this is your perspective. You're going to say well, he was born in Bethlehem, occupied by Rome. So, Bethlehem, so like, Bethlehem is, 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 a, is a village in, uh, in Palestine over there. It is still uh, exists until the day. Bethlehem. Did Palestinians Bethlehem. have a problem with Roman occupation? I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure about this. This this point. But my point is, if you, for example, just cause a bunch of people who are living on as a minority on certain lands, 
they have the, all the right to uh, found a state which is a complete segregation from other people who represent the vast majority, then why shouldn't you give this right to the Christians, for example, the Christian Palestinians, who are way more than Jews, for example? You get what I'm saying? Why shouldn't, they, you, why shouldn't you give this right to the Muslims who are way, who outnumber, way outnumber the Jews? It's not about population. It's, even about like population. it's not about populace. It's about who has the land. It's like Sweden. Yeah, who has like, the land? like Sweden. Sweden has like 9 million people. Are we to say because, you know, there's a small population on lots of land that, I don't know, Russians can also move in and be like, oh, there's more Russians in Sweden now. There's 12 million Russians. So Swedes, uh, you're the minority. It's really all, always been Russia this whole time. No one would do that. Well, does it, you know, it is a no-brainer that the vast majority of people, I mean, the, the, the majority uh, who represent the majority, the people who represent the, ma the majority of the Palestinians have the vast majority or own the vast majority of the lands. So it doesn't make any sense that a minority that has uh, jobs, I mean, that owns or used to own, uh, uh, you know, a land that represents a minority in comparison to the majority of the lands, they have all the right to, you know, to rule the majority and to even pound a state over, you got to say, I, I mean, it doesn't make sense, to be honest. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Mir, you want to say anything before I have to run? Or random? You want to say anything before I get to run? See, I was going to offer to uh, change the subject. But uh, uh, if you're going to... Sure. Well, go ahead I was gonna say if, if you're gonna if, but if you're gonna run, it's kind of moot. I have to know. I have to know. I was just gonna say divine hiddenness. Oh crap! Okay, until next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. <laughs> Random, remind me next time. Divine hiddenness. That will be the topic. You got it. All right. Take care, everyone.